Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast, and yes, it has been a big week in gaming. I'm Intergot for episode 37 on Sunday, the 28th of March, 2021. As always, I'm joined by the official P3 himself nominated and approved Xbox Hall of Famer and the number one challenger to the mantle of the greatest Xbox RPG player in the world, Swinney. Mike! Hello, (laughs) hello. I like he's interrupting your intro now, Swinney. And the game-loving, grind-hating, two-one-dollar-coffee-drinking, gamer-anti-gamer and interrupter-in-chief, Mike. Yo, 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 yo! (laughs) In this week's show, we'll be discussing more big news on the tech behind the Super Nintendo Switch Pro, whatever it's going to be called, our first impressions on Monster Hunter Rise, and we do a Q1 check-in, very business-style, intergod-style, on how everyone's going with their 2021 gaming resolutions check in more like an interrogation yeah i'm gonna put you on blast i'm gonna put myself on blast as well um before we start uh as always if you want to reach out to us hit us up on bigwig pod on the socials uh or bigwig pod at gmail.com uh we have a correction swinny i'll let you cover this i think it was something i said so this is this is the most pedantic correction probably yet of the entire show uh no it's something i said um so when we were talking in our uh Donkey Kong Country Returns Retrospective. Uh, you mentioned, oh, was uh, did we play Donkey Kong Country 3 last year or this year? And I said, oh, it was last year. Yeah, And I said it with conviction. It was actually this year. It was, it was on episode, year. episode oh, 26 wow. on January the 10th. I had to correct that. It was annoying <laughs> hell out of me. I just had to correct it. <laughs> and uh, we should just quickly say, just an update on Turtle Rock Studios Back for Blood, a game that... I think we were looking forward to playing uh, three-player mm-hmm. co-op. Uh, has been del- no, no, actually, it's, it's four-player co-op. Sorry, apologies. I was getting confused with the Alien. Four game. turtles. It's not back three blood. I know, I know. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I would have called it back three blood. Uh, yeah, it's been delayed from June twenty twenty-two, June twenty-two this year, to October twelfth, twenty twenty-one. So, and whether yeah, it will hit that date as well is a bit of an interesting question. There's a lot of delays during COVID, obviously, and people getting up to speed. Uh, Mike, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> well, your interrogations later on the podcast won't work on me because <laughs> I have played literally nothing that I can talk about. <laughs> so you played less games this week. That's good. I've played much less games this week. Many, many less games this week. Much like one of the two. Yeah, the one game that I did play, I can't talk about it yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. So mm. we should say you're under embargo. I am embargoed. And the review's I... done tonight, right? That's right. Well, yes, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> smash it out. I finished it. Nice. If it's anything to go by, I, I actually got to the credits, saw nice, the ending, nice. went back to the main menu. So yeah, I'm, I'm keen to review that yeah, one. But, I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to this game going live next week. I'll, pl- I'll play it next week. Yeah, when it's yeah. released, I think you will enjoy it. Oh, it's a bit of a sneak yeah. freak. It's yeah. well, yeah, it's certainly no, uh, no Harvest Moon. No Harvest sure. Moon, my world. Yeah. So, so that that's basically me this week. I had the smallest big week in gaming in recent memory. Actually, yeah. Are you are you going to continue your uh, very conscious review style about how your dad left the family? Sure. Is that is that a continuing story in your reviews? Is yeah, the, is yeah. the dad coming back? Absolutely, will be part of the story. <laughs> I guarantee you, it will be part of the story. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, Sweeney? So. 
I've been playing some games this week, but uh, I'm not going to tell you into God. <laughs> okay, tell Mike. because you're you're so you're so like. Oh, we're going to quarterly review your resolutions. <laughs> I'm not even... And it's like, I think the everything I talk about in the intro each week <laughs> just feels like for nothing. So we'll see when we get there. Maybe I'll talk about the games I've been playing this week when we get to the segment later on. Well, I, I, so, I just say right now, so you got to stick to the end of the show because our specials are always at the back end of the show. And I think Swinney is going to have a big argument with me. About his resolution, so it's going to so, be funny. Oh, wow. This I want to I want to talk a bit more about the games that I haven't been playing. Haven't? Okay, yeah. Okay, okay yeah. This is going to be a long wanna, list. We all want to talk about that list of games. <laughs> yeah, that's like every game in existence. <laughs> no, it's some specifically the fact that there's just... Honestly, there's too many games at the moment. It just blows my mind. Um, not just from new release standpoint, but even for me as you know, an RPG achievement hunter... Just the fact that when I just think over the last couple of months, um, and we'll talk, I've talked a little bit about this, but there's like five games that I absolutely love that all got like Windows 10 Game Pass for PC releases that I just haven't even had time to play. You know, like you're near, near just now. Updated. Now let's correct. Let's do an instant correction. Play again for achievements. Yes. So near <laughs> not that you have not played any of these games. You've probably played oh, all the played games all. that you've, you're about <laughs> to near say. Or, Near Automata just got updated with Windows 10. Have you played and beaten that completely? Yes. Go, Fallout what's the next 4. Game? <laughs> Fallout 4. Skyrim. You've got to play Creed the game. You've got to play the game. Have, you, all... have you 100% completed these games? All of them. All right. Yeah. And the they're point, all massive games, that's really. Not, that's not, not the point. The point is that <laughs> there's so many games that, like, I don't know what it is, but I know there's no there's not a lot of big AAA new releases coming out, but to me there's so, <clears> still sorry, so I'm just many uh, games. correcting you as well on the video. Monster Hunter Rises uh, filling not up my many, screen. I said like not a single, not you know, I'm not talking about one big game. So can you guys the, give me a second? I'm just going to get some popcorn while you guys are arguing <laughs> here. So my whole point with this was that for anyone that is saying that you know is worried about delays or games, you know, there's not many AAA releases coming out. There's so many games out there still. Like, well, I would, I would like to, it's I would like to crazy. say Fallout Four is a AAA game. Uh, Skyrim is a AAA game. Uh, Near is new a releases, game. yeah, new releases, new releases. Technically, technically, a, a re, a new re-release. So you just kind of killed my whole point there. My point was, <laughs> there's no new, there's not a lot of new AAA releases coming out, right? I know. Because You're it's, right. we know what happened last year. But I just wanted to remind people that's kind of a negative around that. That. There's still so many bloody games to play. So mm. Mm, I, I sure. feel, to me, it's a case of like too many games and not enough life, really. Like, there's just no time to play them all. It's just wild for me. So, yeah, you know, it's not a new take, obviously, but I, I think with the COVID shutdowns, you know, studios aren't really used to working remotely. It's going to kill the games or, you know, delay them severely. The ones that are sort of still in production, like pre production mm. games, are going to be a mess, but. Even games that they're still trying to work things out. It's so hard to work with people creatively, remotely. Yeah. Like, it's different if you're kind of like, even at the last third or, you know, just trying to polish things up. I think you can do a lot of that remotely. You sort of saw games last year come out still. Um, but yeah, it's this year is going to be really rough. And, and you just see all these games and like God of War 2 this year. How the hell is that going to come out this year? Mm. Just, that would shock me if that actually happened. Feels like mm. Zelda... Probably <clears throat> Zelda would have come out this year, like earlier. I feel, if it wasn't for COVID. So I, I know. Sounds we've already, like you got COVID. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know, I I'm not in Brisbane, already, I'm in Sydney. I know okay. we're already um, seeing this a lot, but I think even more so, we're just going to start to see so many more like remasters and things mm. that aren't going to take... like that. It's not so much easy wins, it's more like, okay... It, maybe that stuff's easy to work on remotely because yeah. the, the core product is already there, you know. 100%. Because so. it's more productive. It's more just like execution at that phase. You know what the game is. Yeah. You know. There's, an, there's no like meetings where you all have to get together and plan or brainstorm creative ideas. Like the creative is all there. It's all yeah. about, as you said, execution. So. Yeah. And it does make me wonder about plans for games like Smash Brothers, whether... They go, ah, you know, do you do another fighter pass? Because it's just so much revenue sitting on the table. You feel like that kind of stuff that they still can do remotely, it's not as intense as making a brand new game. Because what are they going to do? Like turn around, have a bit, you know, maybe a one month break and then start a new game where they're all working remotely, which is very contrary to Japanese culture, like business culture. Just can't see that happening. Mm. So, So, Intergot, you've been playing much. Uh, I've been playing these two games actually. So Alley Noir, I'm nice. like halfway through, I'd say, and then whoa, okay. What, uh, what, case, what um, like what? Not what case, but what um department are you in at the moment? Uh, I'm a detective. I just got out of traffic. Okay, and ah, so is it homicide? Okay. I think it's homicide. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I like how they send you through that with different partners. Mm. I just really love that idea. It's I a cool it game. It's, it, I'm really looking forward to us talking about it. It's a very, yeah, very same, cool game. Same. And in a way, like, still kind of, yeah, like, I don't, I don't want to say too much, but it's just, you, you still don't really say games like this, in this style, what they're doing in this game. It's quite interesting. Yeah, and um, it's really mature. The Not just maturity in terms of the cases, you know, people dying and stuff, obviously. By just the maturity of the topics that they oh, cover. Even it's really actually shocked on, me, dude. It's <laughs> extremely shocking. But see, like, I don't know why we're, we're being shocked about that. I just think, I think things have become so placid. And there's so, so many things you're not allowed to really talk about or include now <laughs> that yeah. that's why we're shocked about it. But, but I mean, think back to 2011. <clears throat> there weren't that many games talking about some of the stuff that that game talks about. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, like, dude, so it's, it's so not bad, but... The themes, I, I can't even really touch on them because I'm like, mm, oh, nah, God. Nah, I, think, I feel like yeah. you get a flag. We'll see how we're going to go on that one when we actually talk but You're right. Like, I'm actually surprised it got released in Australia and we will touch yes, on that same. a little bit later about our, you know, very conservative politics in Australia when that, it comes that to gaming. That would have been a kick in the nuts for Team Bondi at the time. Oh, I know. I know. Made in Sydney, Australia, uh, and then banned. to banned in Australia. <laughs> wow, that would have been insane. But before we get on to our... Especially uh, if they gave him gr- gaming grants and stuff. That would be so <laughs> hilariously insane. So before we move on to our uh, first story, I just want to say a big wig birthday. I won't dox him, so I'm not going to say the exact date. This may not be the exact date. It may be the exact date. It's not the exact date. But uh, to Swinney, happy birthday, Swinney. Well, thank you. That's unexpected. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> and Mike's like, Mike, you've known him for like 20 years and you're like, wait, is his birthday coming up? What's going on? You, yeah, you, I'm really confused. You okay. know, as the, this is a sign of getting older, I'm like, oh, I wonder who it is. I have no idea. No, you I'm, didn't, did you? I did. And I looked at the wow. date when you said, I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, it's man. funny because like, you know, I have a run where it's like, my best mate from like kindergarten or no primary school, and then my dad, and then you, Swinney, like all have birthdays in a row. 
It's like so crazy. Like one day after the other. Hey, in um, case you're wondering, Swinny, you are not his best friend. No, I said best mate <laughs> from primary school. See? Yeah, but is it Maybe like best? It. Yeah, but it, this is like, you know, my uncle jacked off a horse versus my uncle. I helped my uncle Jack comma off a horse. <laughs> God. I helped my uncle Jack off a <laughs> horse. the weirdest application of that. No, I'm, I'm saying. Non- I'm saying. Nonsensical if no, if you're saying that my best friend from primary school, is it your best friend that you had at primary school? Or is it your best friend that you've had since primary school? You know, like there's a bit of ambiguity there. So, all right, let's move on to our yes, <laughs> stories. <please. laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so, in uh, your weekly dose of Nintendo Super Switch Pro news, uh, <laughs> there's some more information around uh, what could be possibly in the new Switch Pro. So, it's exciting. We, we should say though that we are we don't really deal with rumors. So, Bloomberg very reputable news outlet and they are running with this with certainty so we take them for their word um so some stuff that we had speculated previously about and i'm really excited to see it given that they do work with nvidia is that they do seem to be employing nvidia's deep learning super sampling dlss upscaling uh which really it simplistically uses artificial uh, sorry machine learning so ai to up res from a lower resolution to a higher resolution whilst retaining the quality of that resolution if you were originally running at that resolution. So, and it e. G, works amazingly. Well, yeah, like this is, I, I have it on my graphics card. Um, Same. Mine was the first series that actually had it. So, the 2000 series of NVIDIA chips and even the 3000 series are even better and the driver supports better. But it is pretty amazing. Like, you'll see, you know, a game that, you know, is running at 720, upscale it to 1080 and it runs. Like it is running at 1080 if you ran that natively, but it's running at 720, which means you get a lot more frames per second. Quick question mm-hmm. with that: does um does it actually affect impact game performance at mm-hmm. all? No, no. Wow, so it's that's all the crazy. Image. Just the resolution thing, yeah. yeah. So I I used it quite heavily, if you could say that, on Cyberpunk, uh, and I was blown away at how well it ran. And when I say impact, I'm, the I'm, not, settings. I'm not saying like upscaled frame rate. I'm saying does it like cause frame rate stutters or anything? No, no, no. Absolutely none at all. It was wow. flawless. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it's so, incredible. Absolutely incredible. What, Actually, what it can yeah. what it can create is artifacting, like strange artifacting. Yep. And that's just the nature of, of the machine learning stuff. But that's I, I think like I haven't noticed it. I'm the same as you, Mike. Any game I on my PC? It. Oh, you have interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So stuff like the. Um, I noticed it on a few things. Uh, so, so first of all, unless you, you know, generally speaking, unless you see something side by side, there's a lot of things that you'll never notice because you kind of just assume that's what it's supposed to look like because you don't have a point of reference. But one thing that I noticed that was a bit weird were some of the effects from um, the holographic heads-up displays on guns. Oh, that, yeah. yeah, you notice artifacts and stuff that I sit there and I think that doesn't that doesn't seem right. And if you switch it off, you can see that it actually fixes it. Uh, okay. So there are there are certain things like that which aren't they weren't they weren't like destructive by any means. Yeah. Oh, absolutely no deal breaker whatsoever. But it certainly was something that that you notice. But it's in the it's in the minority. Like overwhelmingly, I was blown away how well it worked to the extent that um, you know you could run. I could run the game on the on practically the mostly the highest settings without ray tracing on on a 20 base 2070 um and 
you know, it might not seem like much, but being able to run everything pretty much maxed out at 1440p, upscaled resolution technically, so it probably would have been running at 1080. Um, I was still pretty impressed. Like, I was super mm. ha- happy the way the way it works. So having that on on a 3DS would just blow me away. It would be so sick. A 3DS? Wow, a 3DS, that would be really I'm saying, a Switch. Man, I've had so little sleep <laughs> on a Switch. It'd be, it'd be really impressive. Yeah, and, and we should say it, it's not on every single PC game. The PC game has to support it. That's right. Yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see what that means for the Switch going forward. Um, as a previous report said, we're talking about a 7-inch OLED screen. That would be 720. So I'm actually really fascinated to see if DL- DLSS kicks in maybe runs games at 540p, upscales to 720, but then hopefully targets more of a 60 frames per second, fingers crossed. Hopefully, it- in hand, but I'm also hoping that, I mean, it, you know, it, you're, and I, you're, you're probably about to say that too, it's going to have 4K support. Yeah. That it'll, it'll have the 720 or, or 1080p, whatever it can run. Upscaled to 4K. And then upscale yeah, it to sure. 4K, yeah. Yeah, that's the only way it would actually work, I think. So, And the other one is, and we should be clear about this, this is more from Bloomberg's intelligence unit around, because they, they have relationships with uh, the supply chain for Nintendo. So their estimate is that they would expect an increase of 50 to 100 US dollars on top of the current Switch pricing. Now, if we convert that into Aussie pricing, we're talking about a Switch being anything between maybe 500 to 575 Australian dollars. Hmm. I think that's pretty reasonable. I think the thing that we might get a bit screwed about is (laughs) that the exchange rates when the Switch came out versus now, like the Aussie dollars strengthened. So maybe they want to just add the differential straight on top of the 480-ish RRP price in Australia, which would actually bump it up closer to 600 potentially. Mm. Um, and they're very adamant that it's going to be a holiday 2021, sorry, holiday 2021 release. Uh, we should also just flag that in another report that they had, uh, Nintendo's expecting flat to ra- uh, rising sales of Switch hardware, which is pretty bloody impressive oh. given they sold so many in the last fiscal year. And also an extra 50 million software sales, up to 250 million software they, sales. So, Did Bloomberg say okay. something about them having like unannounced marquee titles that yes. would drive this? Which is, <clears throat> which I can understand if they're expecting this. Together with, you know, this new model plus these new titles. When they say marquee, you know, do we say an Odyssey 2 or something? You know, because what else is there that they haven't already announced? It has to be. I would expect it to be Zelda and Odyssey 2. So, and and we're just just to remind everyone, it might not be 2021 because Nintendo's fiscal year runs from the 1st of April to the end of March hmm. 2022. Um, but, I mean, like if you're looking at the timeline of uh, Mario games, I think we are due. Like they don't take as long on average as Zelda games. And especially if they create like an Odyssey 2, you'd think they'd use the same engine and maybe make a few tweaks. So like when you're looking at Galaxy Galaxy 2, it's sort of, it wasn't a huge amount of time between those games. Uh, And then factoring in for COVID, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it'd be amazing if they had those two games coming out within the next fiscal year. Just going back to the DLSS thing quickly. So from what I understand, and I'm definitely not technical in any way, um, the NVIDIA Shield had upscaling as well, but it wasn't using DLSS. It was using some... I don't know what it was, if it was like a lower form of the technology or if it was a more basic application. So do we do we think that is 100% actually that specific 
like technology to DLSS, or do we think that some people it might be something a bit lower end? I'm just thinking like the Switch, like this is still not. It's not going to be the most powerful console, even you know, chipset, even when it's upgraded. So I'm just wondering, like, does it make sense for them to do something that's a bit more proprietary? Well, I mean, it's so we should say just about DLSS. It's it's proprietary to NVIDIA, which NVIDIA supplies the chips for the Switch. So that was a that's honestly just a coincidence. Like that's just a lucky coincidence for Nintendo, to be honest. But I mean, with NVIDIA's own, yeah, Shield, it, like I'm on the article that's explaining how the Shield upscales and and I've heard before, previously that they don't consider this DLSS. This is no, a different form. Yeah, that was using AI still. But, uh, you know, Mike probably even knows more than I do about this, but the original iteration of DLSS, and I've seen it actually on my card, was very poor actually. It didn't, mm. it barely worked. So it gave you maybe, you know, just, the easiest way to think of it is just say you're targeting 1440p on your PC. It's like, are you getting more frames per second for roughly the same look of the graphics? Yes or no, right? The original version of DLSS was only giving you like maybe five to 10 frames a second if you're lucky. And then it was a lot of artifacting. So, you know, you could even argue it didn't even look as good. Um, whereas the current iteration is more like 20 to 30 in some cases. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm, massive. I'm just trying to understand how the hell they're going to get this to, even with the price increase, like together with the, the chip shortages around the world or yeah. whatever they are, it just seems wild, the fact that they would, like they must, for them to be able to start in production in June, that's the reports or something like that, like they, have must to, have, yeah. they must have already secured a lot of this stuff. Mm. Well, like, they're quite lucky because a lot of the, a lot of the shortages aren't actually going to impact the Switch as much given the architecture of the Switch versus PCs and then actually the new current gen now, PS5s and Xbox Series X, because they share more similarities in their architecture to a PC, whereas mm. the Switch doesn't. The Switch is not running like on a, you know, an x86 or a x64 style architecture. Um, so it actually has helped the Switch. It's become a bit of a strategy credit for Nintendo where, you know, they they should have clearer run at creating it. Now, if the Switch Pro does come out this year and Bloomberg's adamant that it will, this thing is going to be, like, the hottest thing to buy. Mm. Like, I, I get that the PlayStation's hot, but, <laughs> like, to be honest, like, if you look at the catalogue of games and things like that, there's kind of, like, not that many reasons to buy the PS5. But you look at the Switch, mm. there's so many games I would love to get a Switch Pro just to run I'm the gonna- games better. I agree, I agree with the second part, but with the first part, I'm going to have to do a correction before we have to do it next week when, <laughs> we, when we get 50 people telling us we're idiots. There's quite a few games, especially if you haven't played them on PS4, that are really worth getting the PS5 for, if that makes sense. You mean the upgrades of the PS5 version? Yeah, some, both the upgrades, both the, the whole catalog of free games they give you. Um, like if you haven't played God of War, which to this day I actually still have. I yeah, but you're not going to buy a seven hundred something dollar console. To I don't know. I feel get like a few free a selling games. point. Well, you get like you get like I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's you know at least ten plus the new ones. That they you know the new ones that just got released, um, including Horizon Zero Dawn that was available. You get a catalog of really solid, awesome, you know, top games, not just for lack of better words, you know, shovelware or anything like that. They're like really top games. 
And I that, think it's it's worth it for the money. It's absolutely worth it for that's with the because of PlayStation, PlayStation Plus subscription. Yeah, so that's yeah, another but, you know, you Australian dollars. You subscribe to it quickly, and then you just. I don't know. I, I'd be happy to bet that the Switch Pro is going to be a lot more in demand than the PlayStation Five. So yeah. I'll just about this about that the Switch again. So do we I, from the reports that we've seen from Bloomberg? Mm. Have they? Do we have an indication that 100% this like this stuff will be within the actual switch itself, or if some of this technology will be in the dock? Mm. Uh, I think with the DLSS, it'd be a miracle if it was in the dock, just because the the <clears throat> there's huge advantages being on the board itself, on the actual motherboard. Mm. Yeah, I just wasn't sure so, if, it made, if it made sense at all to for that to work, but I have no idea how like how that stuff even works from a from a chip standpoint. Yeah, it's just more like okay, we know that it's not going to be. There's no point to use DLSS when in handheld mode. So I'm just thinking, you know, if there was any there, but I guess that does mean that um, potentially, you know, maybe we'll even use the same docs. As the existing docs. Then, well, you know, the, so. the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what? Like, would they really want to get a new dock that had a like, you know, actual chips in it and everything like that? It feels very un-Nintendo-like. Although the most Nintendo-like thing is to do something that you don't expect them to do. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's tough once when because there are external GPUs now for PCs and they work very well. Like I've spoken to a few mates who've had them for laptops. They've literally had like 30, 3060s or 3070s or something like that in external GPU um, configuration, which is really weird setup when you think about how much money they've spent. Why don't they just get a desktop? But anyway. I wonder uh, though if it's even possible, you know, how the, you know how when you dock the switch, how instantaneous or quick it is. Yeah. You know, I imagine that would probably not be possible if it was actually having to like then use the technology as opposed to just quickly displaying the output, you know. Because the, the, the only thing that I'm questioning is, because with DLSS, essentially it has to do it before the frame's rendered. So that's the only thing I wonder, if like the speed that it needs to sort of operate at is such that they need to absolutely maximise and ensure that it's as close to the processing unit and the GPU itself mm-hmm. to work properly. I'm not, I'm not an expert in that area. It'd be interesting to know. I'm looking forward to finally Nintendo announcing this bloody thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> it's going to be so annoying if they drag it out to September or something like that. I'm looking forward to opening my current Switch. Yeah, Mike was uh, holding up well, his red and blue uh, well, it's Nintendo practically Switch. practically only red. I mean, the box is red and blue, but let's face it, the actual Switch itself is just red. Yeah, pretty much. It looks cool. I like it. I look, I think. I think what happened in the end is... A few times I opened the box and I looked at it and... You thought, why did I buy it? (laughs) No, no, not that. I just, I think I still suffer from PTSD growing up under under a communist regime where seeing anything red like that just has has this triggering effect. (laughs) I think he's being real. I don't think he's joking. Uh, I like how Sweeney's laughing. No, I'm laughing in the sense that, like... (laughs) You just come out of nowhere with stuff. That's what I'm laughing about. Not the topic. It's just the fact that suddenly it's like man, I don't, communist I've given, regime. Dude, I've given up trying to figure out how my brain works. It just it does things and I just go along with it. All right, let's move on to our next story. 
Pocket League. So Psionics, uh, randomly, I've not heard anything news about this prior, dropped a pocket-sized version of Rocket League called Rocket League Sideswipe. Uh, so Rocket League had recently gone free-to-play, uh, sort of as part of its purchase by Epic Games, uh, enjoying sort of a second wind of popularity post uh, the console launch on PlayStation. And yeah, they've they've launched a mobile version, which is a side-on... 2.5D-ish version of Rocket League. Matches run for two minutes. You can play one-on-one or 2v2. Uh, and these are actual real people that you're playing against. And it will be due out uh, by the end of the year on iOS and Android. But right now, bizarrely enough, because we're a very good test market, because there's not many people in Australia and New Zealand, but they are very similar to America and Europe in terms of behaviors, they have launched, launched an alpha version of this if you have Android. So I guess the question is, have either of you installed this game? I don't have Android. I attempted to, and it said that the uh, there was no space in the alpha anymore. Oh, so I'm so, the only one who has it. Dang. So it said check back later or something. So uh, yeah, I, I have no idea how that works, if they're just going to open up more spots. It'd be good if you could like click a button to say, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So I was lucky enough to get this installed so you know how all the way back I borrowed an Android phone of my wife's dad to do mm-hmm. the xCloud stuff and then Microsoft, you know, banned me from joining the preview for xCloud in Australia. That's fake news. That, that is fake news because I did test <laughs> I it during the week, uh, Mike, and yeah. I can now use xCloud on yeah, the Android device. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. But I never got the email. So annoying. Uh. So yeah, I, I did actually play this. And as the biggest fan of Rocket League on the podcast... I love this mobile game. It is so cool. Oh, that's cool. Like it is. Are you? I actually really, really hope Psionics releases this on the Switch. I actually, this is okay. This, you're going to be shocked at what I'm about to say here. I would prefer to play this than Rocket League on the Switch. Really? Yeah. Why? So like, Rocket well, League. T- tell me the differences other than the two point D, two point five D thing. Oh, okay. So. You know, obviously with Rocket League, it's a three-dimensional uh, arena. This is very much on a fixed plane. Okay. So forget about the 2.5D. It's really a 2D game, essentially, with 2.5D graphics. Um, so, you know, it obviously simplifies the game a lot, but it does incorporate the the mechanics of Rocket League simplistically. But, you know, the things like jumping, boosting, then double jumping, all those type of things. Uh, and the strategy of Rocket League as well. Like, do you have two people push up and try to get a goal versus, you know, because we we have the goals that are somewhat similar. They're a little bit elevated this time, which makes sense because mm-hmm. you don't want to, so you just hit it to get it in. Um, and they've obviously fine-tuned the, the arena uh, just for scoring. I, I think that it's far too easy to score off, uh, you know, kick-ins, like, you know, the start of the game when you're actually, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going for the ball. Like, I was able to score off that really, really easily. Um, but yeah, like I, I love this version and the reason why I would prefer to play this version than the Switch version is because the Switch version, it's just like a very compromised version of Rocket League. Okay. You know, like the graphics mm. are very, like extremely downgraded. You don't have triggers on the Switch, so you can't finally tune the, the sort of, you know, the acceleration and the braking and all these kind of things. There's just like a lot of things that it, it's very hard for me to play it on the Switch now, having played it on the PC so much. 
and like on a much higher refresh rate monitor and all those kind of things. Whereas this, I feel like this, if this couldn't run at like a solid 60 on the Switch and look just as good as the, you know, Android version that I was playing, it'd be shocking. So I think you'd be able to do it. Um, the only thing I don't like about this is it's a mobile game. So you've mm. got the traditional mobile <coughs> controls, which is like an on-screen analog stick and, ah. you know, virtual on-screen display buttons, which I just oh, absolutely nice. hate. You had one of these that I talked about last week. Well, that won't work. Which will probably because, not work. Yeah, yeah. they don't. You know, I actually checked that because I was going to uh, map my DualShock Oh, yeah. And I would love to do that. Like, I, if they, I hope if they actually release this on iOS and allow you to use a controller, I might actually play this a bit. But I think huh. it makes sense for them not to have something like that available in an alpha because they want really want Correct. feedback on the touch controls. Hundred yeah. percent. Totally agree with you, Swinny. Totally Plus, agree. in a game like that, the slightest advantage can make a huge difference. Yeah, so. true, true. But then you get ranked up, and this has rankings as well. Oh, just yeah. like Rocket League, so you know, like bronze, that. silver, gold, etc. Um, it's it's actually genius from Psionics. Like I, I feel dumb for not like coming up with it myself. I I actually always wanted a two D version of Rocket League, and there are some crappy cartoony versions of it because it's just to me like on the Switch, it's like the perfect console for it. I I hope to God that they release this on the Switch. I would is, love to play this. You, it, is there the ability? To say, what a save! <laughs> uh, shoot, I I know that I I said to my teammate there is like quick chat. Okay, you've got to because that's that's like the that's the deal breaker for me. If you can't say what a save, I'm, I've got no interest in. <laughs> it. I think you can because I said nice shot, but it it doesn't. It's more like um, stickers. Do you know what I mean, Swinny? It's like that's the design of it. It's not like just simple words it's it's all stickers so i wasn't very familiar with them all okay all right um, i think that i think you can say not shot and you can i think you can say what a save well let us know and then correct i, I actually did next week accidentally <laughs> press heaps of quick chat and it didn't block me from doing it so they haven't got uh-huh. that mechanic in it yet of like uh saying you, know, <laughs> you can't speak for a few minutes or a few seconds so very very cool love it like you guys should uh, jump on it when when it comes available on ios like um, an Android phone. Do you know, can you like party up or anything? Or? It didn't have that functionality from okay, what I could okay. see. Yeah. So, and it was a bit flaky, the mobile connection. It was a bit, like everyone's on mobile, right? So, mm. yeah, it's not, like, I don't know. I'm so used to playing Rocket League where everyone's connected via, you know, LAN and like it's all very low ping and like kind of the perfect conditions. So from that perspective, it was a bit tough, but yeah, very, very cool. Like, very impressed with it and very, very cool idea. So awesome, awesome to see it and can't wait for it to come out uh, later in the year. All right, let's move on to our next story. So <laughs> uh, Nintendo and Niantic uh, teaming up again. So as, as we'd all know, Niantic uh, and Nintendo and the Pokemon company created Pokemon Go, which is probably one of the most successful mobile games ever. Yeah, you know, back in 2016, which is so long ago, my wife still plays Pokemon Go. You know, there was that period of time, I don't know if you guys remember, but you just go around to parks and stuff and yeah, people were playing the game and you'd that, literally yeah. talk to random people. I actually hey. thought that was really cool. It I was, think the game it, it was honestly, trash, sorry to any, everyone who loves it, <laughs> but I thought that experience was awesome and the fact that it got people to do that and got people moving and 
That was so cool. It's like something I won't forget. Like I legitimately remember like someone going, I'll run over there. There's a Charmander over there. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, okay, let's yeah. go. Let's run. I think we uh, had our, uh, Henry, our dog. That was the Mike, only child. Mike never fails to like trash a community within the first For no minute need. of no, I just, Look, For no whatever. Need. I get it. I went through that. Hey, I went through that. I was part of that community. Uh, I used to... I used to walk around at, at 11 o'clock at night trying to get a particular rare Pokemon. I've been through that, baby. But can I just I say know quickly, what it's like. I just think the gameplay itself is trash. We've, we've gone off on a tangent already, but I, I think the, the, the fact that you got enjoyment and value out of it, and it was a different experience, and you connected with people in a different way, by definition, you can't really say it's a bad game. I get what you're saying, like this, this no, components I, I of a was, game that are bad, yeah, yeah. Look, but overall the I, game's good. Look, I will continue trashing it purely from a uh, stubbornness. Get, go play something else perspective. How, how much? How much more repetitive shit can you possibly? Do? <laughs> oh my it's, god! It's I like how it gets even worse. I shouldn't have. Well, I will, the bear. I'm going to double down on it. I'm doubling down on it, and I, I have friends who play it. My girlfriend's uh, sisters play it. Yeah, and it's not as bad now. Like they don't. They're not sitting there at a family function like like you know a year ago or something where that's all they'll talk about. I just think. There's so many other games to play. So, so many other games to play. The technology is very sound, and that's what the point of this story is at Niantic. Yeah, yeah let's go back at, to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we should just flag as well, like Nintendo's uh, partnership with DNA, which had been creating the other Nintendo franchise games on mobile, has obviously not been very successful. Um, they have not found it to be a good revenue stream for them. And Pokemon Go is literally making billions of dollars. Um, so yeah, Niantic and, and Nintendo are going to team up. So they've created a new studio, Niantic Tokyo Studio, and they're looking to create a Pikmin AR, augmented reality app, which encourages people to walk more and make walking more fun. Um, so the app is actually planned to be released later this year. You can pre-register at nianticlabs.com forward slash new apps sign up which I could imagine is going to be insanely, you know, oversubscribed. I, I just got the question for you guys, and maybe with you, Swinney. And another AR game, you know, we've had a, a few AR games and we've covered some that have actually died or dying. And they've picked P- Pikmin for this. Like, what, what are your thoughts on it? Now I'm going to give this one to Swinney. So just really quick. I, I said to Swinney. <laughs> Well, you said both, and then you said twenty. Um, just, just real quickly, I actually think. <laughs> Go ahead. I Mike. think, I think the the concept behind it and getting people to walk is freaking amazing. And I know I trash parts of the game because I've said that a few times now, but I actually think the concept itself and getting kids and people in general to go out there and actually exercise and walk and explore and see different things and catch up with people is freaking amazing. It's it's you a mean really, a Pokemon if, Go. In any game, in Got any it. game, I think like it, it's then just about get something that draws people in and get the gameplay down pat. And they have been doing that. Don't get me wrong. That's why they're, they're making billions out of this. So I think that part is absolutely fantastic. So over to you, Swinney, because you're the expert in, in Pikmin. Wait, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you are. No, I used to play Pikmin since since he's not the expert. Days. You know? He's not the expert. Why well, I like to think he is. He he's been playing Pikmin since oh gosh, I was born probably. 
Okay, well, just like you're going to get ahead of that correction, say Pikmin was uh, launched on the GameCube. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's not even that old. So. Yes. So, I know, but that's what I said since GameCube days. I'm kidding around, obviously. It's not that long ago, but okay. it's a while ago. Okay, so I look, this this is a great idea. Um, they've definitely said, they're using the word app. So I think it's, you know, the idea of people thinking mm. that they're going to be playing like a Pikmin-style game. Mm. There may have elements that are like, oh, you can get a Pikmin, you can get your Pikmin to go pick up that, like that item, which is, you know, a lot of what Pikmin is. You, you're directing them to do things, build things, or destroy things and stuff. Um, so they may have elements of that, but I think this is much more, yeah, like kind of like a, just a, just basically a social app or, as I said, like an exercise app. Um, I do think, I hope they've got their expectations that, you know, the Pikmin franchise is not as popular as the Pokemon franchise by any means. So I think they should have their expectations in check about this exploding popularity, anything like Pokemon Go did. But I think it's a neat idea. Um, I'm actually more interested to see what, um, because they said that they're kind of working on multiple titles. Mm. So I'm kind of interested to see what other things they're working on. Um, Mario. I'm calling it now, Mario AR. It's like Pokemon Go, but with Mario. So I think that's... I'd love to see like a Zelda AR experience or something. But cool they, too. for them, like I don't think they should ever try to just replicate a Pokemon Go style thing, um, which I don't think they would. You know, you've seen other companies do stuff like that. Um, I haven't checked it out recently, but I think they did. They, have they launched the Witcher AR thing yet? Yeah, I believe it's been launched. I haven't heard yeah, anything about it. Exactly. I just think that I, I I'm, not, I'm nothing against companies trying this stuff out, but you know. I, there's just so many cases of it not working or mm. just not taking, just getting attention at all. So I think they do need to have their expectations in check. But yeah, I think this is a cool idea. I think I think when you said that, <clears throat> oh, maybe it's not out actually, The Witcher. I can't find it like available anywhere. I've, I've heard it Monster at least at least there's like an alpha or something. Yeah. I've heard something like that. No, you're right. Yeah. It's not widely available. So I guess you can't judge it. Um, I, I think your point, was very apt about it being an app and not a game. Like they, they were very specific about that. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait. So it's in early access, the Witcher Monster Slayer game. Interesting. So you can download it right now on Android and it seems like iOS, but they're calling it early access. I might actually check that out. Yeah. Might do the same. I, like the other one that I was like thinking, you know, when you're saying about Zelda, they actually did announce like in 2019, like midway through 2019, that there was going to be a mobile Zelda game, like in the next year or two. Like they, I think even Nintendo announced it in the fiscal. Um, so in their like investor disclosures. God, I hope it's not bloody gotcha game. Like... Well, There's I don't so... think it's going to happen, to be honest. I think after all, the games haven't done that well. I have honestly haven't liked any of Nintendo's mobile offerings. I know a lot of people do love um, like Super Mario Run and quite a few people like Mario Kart Tour or whatever it's called. But yeah, Mario Kart Tour. I just... Uh, I Just when you start throwing... Like Nintendo... I know Nintendo are not beyond some dodgy pricing <laughs> strategies and, and stuff. And we'll talk right? about that in the bargain bin. Yes, but... To me, mixing that in with the mobile monetization practices, especially the gacha ones, yeah, um, it's just where it just really, I'm like, that's not, that doesn't feel very Nintendo-ish to me. That feels, it just feels wrong in, in a way. But I mean, I've got to pull you up there for a second because 
you know, Super Mario Run wasn't a gacha game. No, I'm talking about um, like Fire Emblem Heroes and... Yeah, Dragalia Lost. Yeah, Dragalia Lost and um, Mario Kart World Tour had gacha stuff, so... But that's the challenge, right? Because those games, Dragalia Lost made 10 times the amount of money that Mario Run made. And people hated the monetization of Mario Run. Whereas I, I like, I will fight you on that, dude. I thought Mario Run was a very, very good game, very, very good game. Yeah, um, I just, I just not in, like I played. It, I just didn't interest me. That's all. So, but have you played it through, or just how, just like a short amount? Short amount, but I think it's just not. It's not the kind of game I want to play on a phone. So. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, I'll, I'll give you that. Like, I do feel like, so you know, someone had been tasked with. Make a Mario game, like an actual Mario game on mobile. Whereas you need to make a mobile game. And that's where Pokemon Go is a mobile game. Like first class citizen mobile game. Whereas, yeah, I feel like Mario Run was really like, how do you jam in a new Super Mario Bros game onto the mobile and work with those controls? Which is probably not the right game for mobile. But it was Mm. a really good game. It was worth the money, I thought. But yeah, I, look, I always get into this pattern, though. I always end up downloading all of these games. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, let's move on to our next story. While I think Mike is uh, dying online. Like, we, <laughs> no, no, I, I'm I good. I don't know, see I don't know what he, happened. He's, no, no, I was, you've been dropping I was off and on, Mike. Yeah, um, maybe because I don't think it has anything to do with it, but maybe it does. Because I tried to grab the Witcher Monster Slayer, which is available on iOS, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I think that's why. So, <laughs> that's probably why. Just, just behind the scenes I for didn't... everyone. We we that. actually literally, behind, before the show starts, say, okay, make sure you don't download anything. Make sure you don't do this. And then Mike downloads and something live on the show and, and then what goes offline. I know, what the hell? <laughs> All right. like, Beautiful segue, Mike. We're moving to the next story, which is about PAX. So PAX, PAX this week. So PAX Australia, uh, as we covered last week, or the week prior, um, PAX Australia is coming back and they had early bird tickets available midway through this week. Mike and I are very good team players on Big Wig. We're the team mm-hmm. players for Big Wig and we are going to PAX. Even though I'm traveling interstate, I'm going to go. Uh, some I'm other not having a go at someone who <laughs> wouldn't want to go, potentially. unnamed hosts that may be having their birthday soon or today don't or don't want to dox them, but you know, in this vicinity of the show, may not want to go uh, just yet. Anyway, so Mike and I tried to get tickets. They were they were good. They actually said the exact time that they would be mm-hmm. available. I like that. I don't want to spend all day we there. monitoring the site. I got about halfway through the form and then Mike actually said, oh, it's not working for me. I'm like, mm, okay. And then I'm typing in my details, go next, and then bang, it just goes down. And it seemed like for 99% of people, the site failed, crashed, and just had this really weird error message. Like that also, by the way, didn't give me a lot of confidence in them handling my financial information. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, thing that came to mind as well. Salon.com.au or something like that. Yeah. Info Salon. I was like, what is this site? What are um, they using? And yeah, and, and- their whole site went down, like from the ticketing perspective. So neither of us could buy tickets. And they have confirmed that the tickets will be available at a much later date now. So I'll just quickly read their statement. So the ticket platform wasn't equipped to deal with a higher than anticipated demand for PAX Australia 2021 badges. And the ticket platform provider is rebuilding the platform 
from bottom up to ensure it can comfortably handle the traffic. Tickets will not be relaunching this week. And finally, at least 24 hours notice ahead of the relaunch of the PAX Australia 2021 tickets. Oh, wait, they're rebuilding it from scratch. That's a, <laughs> How are they going to rebuild the it bottom from up. scratch so from they, bottom up? Please, that's not going to happen. Ruby and- it's take it like a year at least, I, especially in the current environment. What What the hell? Like this... Obviously, I didn't go through the process because I'm I'm the unnamed host that was mentioned before, <laughs> the non team player. Go on, but the yeah. you know this they're not new to this. Like no, I know, yeah, and they're not new sh- to the fact that th- this shit's been happening recently, a lot. And there's surely not that many people who are buying tickets. Like I grant, there's probably you know thousands maybe that were trying to buy tickets, but that shouldn't crash sight. I don't know if it's doubt. I actually don't know. That's the thing. I. I don't know how many requests they would get, and I don't know if there's a way to measure that. Well, I'm just, you know... Maybe well, they did have a lot. Maybe one thing, they did. One yeah. thing that I judge it on is, you know, if I see a PS5 availability, it's like you get on Twitter, it's messages per second, like, blah, 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 oh, it's sold out, sold out, sold out. With the PAX thing, there still was a lot of people responding. Hey, the site's down, the site's down. It was like dozens of people straight away saying the site's down. So there is demand, there is interest there, but... It should, like, the amazing thing is I did do a little of digging on this. I think it was Info Salons or something like that, who are the mm-hmm. ticket provider and the platform. Like, that's their only business that they're in. Wow. And they can't even... Do that. <laughs> I know. How's that possible? If that's the case. I wonder. I know, if that's the case, wow. This, this is just a complete <laughs> just shot in the dark yeah. um, and conspiracy theory for me. But is... I love it. Knowing that last year that they wouldn't have made any money because backs didn't run you know they would have lost money you mean um exactly so i'm wondering if they had to kind of go with maybe a smaller mm. ticket provider this time because they just didn't have the financial that's ability a good point, to do more really. you know potentially but i think they also probably thought that's a good point to be fair in them they probably also thought there's going to be less attendance Le- more people are going to be hesitant about going to this thing uh people worried that you know there'll be another lockdown so they probably, you know, assumed, and I, I think rightfully so to some extent, that demand wasn't going to be as big as normal. See, um, I, I don't think that carries water. Cause... Well, well, no, you're saying it doesn't carry water that they assume that or it doesn't carry water that that's a correct assumption to make? I, I don't think there's any evidence to point to that people are not going out in droves when events are happening. So look at like yeah, the AFL, right? Like, so the yeah. AFL in Australia started up again. Different demographics. No, but I I mean, it, it shows a demonstration of people's willingness to be in a no, crowd does, for hours next to I don't people. Want to, I don't want to stereotype. I just think, I think it is a different demographic. I think, uh, you know, the culture it packs and the people to go that go to it, I think might be a bit more risk adverse to that kind of stuff Maybe. than the average AFL supporter. I, I'm probably stereotyping here. And apologies I'll, I'll, if I am. I'll, I'll I just argue. think it's, it's a different... I would argue they take people. more risk because they're willing to go out without showering. Oh, I shouldn't say this because I'm going to go to PAX. And then I hope, I hope you go to PAX and people are, going to, people are going to attack you and beat the crap out of you because of comments like that. Well, they and they're going to attack... They've got, no, got no physical strength. At, at... <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Hey, hey, wow. I, I will come to your defense, but then I'll probably be running away from a bunch of people now, that... Uh, 
that are playing Pokemon Go. That trying is, to beat me up for that one. That is just savage. <laughs> Do you know it's going to be funny when if people listen to the whole show and when we cover the when I put everyone on blast for the New Year's resolutions or the gaming resolutions because oh, I've got yeah. an update about my physical fitness. You know, because one of my things was ah. playing Ring Fit every day. So. I'll park oh, yeah. it and we'll talk about it then because oh, yeah, my insult is not going to make a lot yeah. of sense later in the show. <laughs> um, I am very keen to hear this. I just, I do love that in, in some ways I used to be the villain of the show and slowly, no, ever are. so slowly. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> you yeah. already insulted the whole Pokemon community. That's like, you know, 50% of the no, audience. No, I didn't insult. I didn't insult them. I insulted the game. <laughs> okay. There's a difference. There's a difference. Uh, I can, I can insult a product but not insult the people that use the product. So we're still going to PAX, aren't we? Absolutely. Right. As long so as they get the thing weeks. back. And as long as I don't have to bloody answer that capture thing again. I Literally, I must have like had to go through that capture thing at least 15 times trying to get onto this thing. Cap- Clicking is... Yeah, because you, 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 you had to accept the capture thing in order to... You know, the typical... No, that didn't traffic happen for lights. me. That didn't happen. Really, for me. I had it. I had to. I had to keep selecting traffic lights and freaking crosswalks. Captures, captures are getting out of control. Oh, they so are out of control. Yeah. Look, it's ridiculous. I think the you know VPNs obviously make a huge impact on that. Like if I, whenever I go to the EB Games website, I have to go through like five of those. But if you're on VPN, if oh, okay, I'm well, on VPN, I wasn't. You know, so. so. No, so like they they had a cap they had a capture because. The site thought it was getting a DDoS attack. So, like, that's, that's why, why it came up yeah, automatically. They thought, okay, fair enough. It wasn't yeah. there by default because when I logged in a okay. few times... You didn't get didn't, it. No, no, no. And then I later, like an hour later, it was popping up with the capture, so... Okay, I got it straight away. Oh, the really? first time... But well, you didn't so do the it first... the, the split, like, the split second. No. Well, I don't know. I did it close to the split second. Okay, I didn't do it, like, at exactly... What I think you did it, like, a minute or, or two after or something. I was, like, 12.01 or something. Yeah, but in internet time, that's an hour I know, it's pretty much, All stock's gone. I may have missed something, so... Did you guys, you were unable to get tickets? No, neither of us could get tickets. I I got to to a point where I had had two of the three-day passes in my cart and I was proceeding and I got up to like the last stage to pay and then it fell over. Wait, again, can I make, can I ask, was this two comma of the three-day passes? Yes. Or was it two of the three comma day passes? Uh, Swinney, I'm actually confused. Can, okay, does that actually so work what I, he said? So I, was I have it, no idea. Let's okay, move okay. on. Let's move two, on. Wait, no, no, hang on, hang on. Was it two of the three day passes? So did you get, were you going to get two of the three day passes? So for two people, right? Or yeah. were you going to get three one day passes, but you only got two of the three one day passes? That does, see, that doesn't make sense. That's Yes, it does. That part doesn't make any sense. No, it makes saying. perfect you're sense. Saying, I, I, you, I understand said, the joke you you're said trying to make. You said two of the three-day passes. You're failing at making the joke. No, 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 but they could both work. I'm not trying to make <laughs> no, a joke. I'm saying no, grammatically. Not. Yes, they can. No. Think about it. You could have said, you, you could have wanted to get three one-day passes, <laughs> you and you could have said the same thing, but, oh, shit, I only got two of the three-day passes. You know, two no, of the three. No, pause. No, day it passes. doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yes, it I get does. what you're trying to do. It's yes, a fail. It does. It's a fail. It totally joke. works. It's a fail Whatever. Joke. I think it works. Li- right. If anyone's listening to the segment and are actually still listening to the segment after the horrible jokes that Intergod made <laughs> earlier in it, let us know if if what I said grammatically makes sense. Both Scorched ways. Earth, move on. Scorched Earth, move on. All right, let's okay. move on. Very important story in the next one. Uh, so. I should provide the proper context here. So 
in Australia, uh, there's been a bit of a Me Too movement that's kicked off in Canberra and around politics in general, uh, mostly revolving and starting around Brittany Higgins, who reported um, a sexual assault in Canberra, so in Parliament. So literally the equivalent of like the White House or something like that, or the House of Reps. Um, and then, yeah, it's it's kind of just cascaded on to other women coming forward, uh, the Attorney General being accused of historic uh, sexual assault, and, you know, a lot of heat, quite rightfully, um, around uh, the Parliament and mostly around the government, which is the Liberal Party for Australia, which is kind of the equivalent of the Tories, the Conservative Party and in England, uh, the UK, and then also, I guess, kind of like the equivalent of the Republican Party, although politics-wise they're really probably closer to the Democrats, (laughs) just given the the skew in Australia. But, you know, they are the right, you know, more conservative party for Australia. But like I said, they're they're pretty much very similar to the Democrats in America in terms of their ideology. It always confuses a lot of people on Reddit when they hear the Liberal Party in Australia. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But I also don't think it's as consistent in terms of policies and stuff as it is in the US with the split. Yeah, that's true. It's a lot that's more true. polar in the US, I feel. Yeah, and one thing that people should know, just a quick crash course in Australia, that, you know, things like video games, it's pretty much consistent across both parties, both, you know, and we have a really two-party system in Australia. Both parties are very anti-games, reality-wise. Like, neither of them really fought to change the rules or really relax the rules um, around video games. And video games have always been, like, attacked in Australia, much, much more than in America, like where they had been attacked, but games are still being released and with R ratings and, you know, no issues about refusing classification, where that happens all the time in Australia, even recently with Disco Elysium. So this week, our Home Affairs Minister, who probably will likely be the Defence Minister shortly, actually uh, came on the attack. So basically framing this whole argument around something other than the men involved in what they were doing. And I'll just do a quick excerpt. So he was actually chatting to Carl Stefanovic, who like actually Americans might have seen Carl Stefanovic on YouTube. There's a lot of funny clips of him, but he's the host of the Today Show. So it's a morning show. And essentially uh, Peter Dutton did call out that just talking about teenage boys and girls and TikTok, but the passage that we're interested in is where he said, if you're playing Grand Theft Auto as a 13-year-old boy, and lots of teenage boys will do, you can go in that game, not just, you know, drive cars recklessly, you can go for a lap dance, you can go and shoot police. And so we need to have a broader conversation about the influences on those young boys, both in a family setting and a societal setting, and particularly online. So I'm going to let you open up the batting, Swinney. Not so- much. I Go think, on. I do actually think, so I included a bit more excerpts there, but sure. the reason I did was because I think the context does really matter here that he, Dutton, is saying basically that the same laws that apply in real life should apply online. Um, so that's why, you know, as you said, he mentioned TikTok and stuff, but then he went off on video games. Look, this is an absolutely ridiculous statement. Um, I'm, I understand the sentiment that he's putting across, that, you know, that they... That they, you know, that we want to teach the right values to, you know, to young boy boys and and young men about, you know, the treatment of women. But to then link it to video games, I mean, look, this is just such a, we're just, it's a broken record at this point. You know, we know that there's been countless, countless studies 
especially in the more I'd say more so on the violence standpoint. Um, I don't know much, you know, if, if those studies cover treatment towards women. You know, the fact that you can go to lap dancing in GTA, you know, does it have any impact? Look, I when we're talking about media in general, you know, I think a something like a a Nicki Minaj video clip, you know, like to me, if you're going to be talking about anything, you should be talking about that kind of stuff. Mm. That's just my take. So, Yeah. Uh, uh, You want to go, Mike? Because I'll I'll go on a long rant otherwise. Uh, I could go on long rants as as well. The only thing I would say, and this isn't in PDD's defense or anything like that, is it's not like he came out and said, that's it. You know, this is absolutely the reason why this is happening. We need an inquiry into this thing. We need to spend millions of dollars looking into how video games are creating a whole generation of absolutely violent boys. But it was like one comment that, of course, is going to be taken by the media and pasted everywhere because, you know, we're in the industry of gaming and we talk about gaming. But I don't think it's necessarily he's not going to go out and all of a sudden have an inqui- inquiry. It's just a comment that he made because of, I don't think, you know, I don't think he's an ignorant guy or anything like that. It's just, it's one of those knee jerk reactions where you, you just talk about one thing, link it to another thing in a passing comment without necessarily, you know, making a big deal out of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, but th- this is not a random thing because ScoMo did raise. No, this it's as a well. thing that just comes here and there. It's just no, no, but this is this say, is a, this is a but, tactic that they're using. But mm. a, a tactic yep. towards what? A tactic to to you know pass the buck towards something else? Mike, 100%. it's your it's Knowing... your favorite thing, Mike. It's oh look, shiny thing. Yeah, I feel just, like it's, it's that. But but I feel deflection. like they're not actually even going to bother going and and seriously looking and addressing anything that they talk about. It's not like they're going to do an inquiry on how video game violence affects kids you know there's i, I guarantee you they're not going to do that i wouldn't put well they might that. but i highly doubt it I highly he, doubt he's it. raised we'll it see. before mike he's raised it i know before. but they just raise a lot of shit before and it ne- nothing ever actually seriously gets done about it if that makes sense but hey, hey if you really wanted to you know start start correcting the guy and whatnot well you need to address the reason why does a 13 year old boy even have access to a game like that that's rated r18 and he actually kind of did, you know, at the very start of the, uh, and, and this is where I think context is also important, Swinney, and you did have a bit about that, where he said that for teenage boys, it's incumbent on parents, first and foremost, to make sure that we are teaching them the right values. Um, and I think, you know, it either it's inconsistent or or he doesn't quite connect the dots, or he is actually connecting the dots, but not really saying it properly, that a 13-year-old boy probably shouldn't be playing that game in the first place. Yes, you know, connecting the dots that all of a sudden every 13-year-old boy that's going to play Grand Theft Auto is going to turn into some, that's absolute bullshit. I, we, you know, I think the three of us used to play those kind of games when we were about that age. I played Duke Nukem when I was, you know, 12 or 13 or something. Do I go around harassing women and, you know, <laughs> go killing street, people and doing shit? I've got, do I've I got do that? images no, from PAX to prove that you do. Like, it's ridiculous. And I think it's the same with any of this. Oh, yeah, sure. Um... <laughs> I think I think it's it's a very it's a minority of people that are causing those kind of issues, and I think there is no, from everything I've seen so far, there's no direct link to say that that a person that plays violent video games or whatever ends up being a certain way. I've seen way too many examples of the complete opposite, or the the fact that there's absolutely no correlation between the two. What it ultimately got, comes down to a lot more is the nature of a person and the family they grow up in and and the fact that maybe they're more likely, and this is completely hypothetical, I got no stats to, to back this up, that if they're in an environment where they're allowed 
free reign to play whatever the hell reckless game they want, killing people and pedestrians and whatever at age nine because their parents don't give a shit. Maybe there's a bit of a parenting issue going there as well. You know what I mean? There's, there's, it, there's it, it's, it's such a what, what pisses me off in the end is that people are making these comments with without substantiating anything. Like there's no real research that's been done to link one with the other. It's just a knee-jerk reaction. And I think, as you guys said, it's probably just to distract from other things. Yeah, I think like... Antigo, what do you think? The, the key thing here is, and it, it's absolute bullshit, this, this line of questioning and then also trying to draw the attention away from the root cause, which is a massive problem in politics around power and, and, you know, like in general in workplaces, but the stories I'm hearing, and again, at this stage, they're all allegations. Like we have to acknowledge that, that, you know, I'm a really believer in big believer in um, the Western ideals on law and order and how that works and that someone should be innocent until proven guilty. And I'm actually a really big believer in that. I think that's really important. And I'm very, I'm very afraid of where people are going with just, um, you know, kind of canceling people or, you know, kind of treating people as if they are guilty of something, even though they haven't been charged. Unless, unless you've got photos of them. <laughs> correct. In, in, correct. The ofi- in the offices with pieces out. I know that, Swinney, right? And, and, yeah, but even that. And, and, you know, there is also another element where, you know, when you have 20 women come forward, well, the There's balance of probability there. says, you know, this person's probably done it, right? But I still yep. believe in the, the, the legal system. But... In this case, it it actually fucking pisses me off. Where, you know, they they have issues internally. They have issues around how they're treating women. They have issues where, in Canberra, and this is very rare for Australian business culture. You can't just fire people for no reason in Australia. It's very strong pro employee laws in Australia. But for whatever reason, in Canberra, there's a no fault firing policy. Where as a minister, you can just fire anyone in your staff for no reason, right? So what kind of like power dynamic does it create there where women, you know, in, even in the hypothetical that they are assaulted, well, they're kind of a bit like, well, if I report this, it's going to cause issues and they could just get rid of me and say it didn't happen. And it's a, he said, she said, and I'm gone. And it's actually, there's no recourse for them to actually say, Hey, this is wrongful dismissal or anything Mm. like that. So they've got a very sick culture and structure in Canberra. And for them to turn it around and talk about Grand Theft Auto and then youth culture, which is always just a BS argument. I mean, it's the same kind of argument that people make about immigrants. It's just a lazy argument without much thought. It's it's appealing to the boogeyman out there. It's appealing to conservative people. And and by the way, I'm probably a conservative person, right? And I'm like, a filthy immigrant, so... <laughs> I'm very careful about what my kids see and don't see. I don't even let my kids really look at YouTube because... YouTube has a lot of unfiltered content, even for kids. You know, there's a lot of stuff there that I think is inappropriate, even for when it's designed for three-year-olds. I don't think the messages are right and all these kind of things. So, you know, personally, unfortunately for my kids, I probably wouldn't let them play Grand Theft Auto when they're 13. And, you know, maybe that makes me a bad parent. I'll just accept that. Why would it make you a bad parent? Well, some people think I'm too strict, but but parking that, like, you know, that's, that's a personal parental thing. Now, the next step of it saying that, hey, whatever the laws are of the land, they should apply online, almost getting to a point of saying, you know, video games must follow the same laws as the law of the land is is one of the most insane and scary and chilling things I've ever heard. 
Like if you apply that to movies and and TV shows, you, you basically cut out. It feels like ninety percent of the content out there, and you're just left with the Christian channel. Oh like yeah, Peter, you'd be Peter left with love. Absolutely, and I think I think games are an artistic expression in many ways. Okay, maybe it's hard to say Grand Theft Auto is an artistic impression. Well, it is an artistic, impression. but it is it is um, in its own way. Um, I but the part that I don't get in any of this is did he actually try to link what's happening in Parliament yes, at the moment? Of course, he is. That's the whole how point. Many, how, That's yeah, the but whole how point. many? But how many ministers well, and people in Peter Parliament Dutton, are playing that Peter game? Peter Dutton that, loves what, to play GTA. Well, that's what I'm saying. Do they do they themselves play GTA? Makes any sense? Is are the people who are uh, accused of these alleged yes. Christian uh, Porter m- is a mad GTA? He plays GTA oh, he online freaking, all the time. Oh, I forgot that he's like the number number one GTA player in all of Oceania. Is he? So it's ridiculous. I, like, like the link is just nuts. If that's what actually happened, yeah, it's disgusting. And I think, like as we saw with Disco Elysium, we we're, we're in the wrong side of this already, and it feels like they're trying to push it in an even worse direction. Or at least put pressure on that. And I, I think it's something that the three of us are very passionate about. Like, we're all adults. I should be able to play whatever goddamn game I want to choose. And there's a lot of games I will find repulsive and I don't want to play. But that's a choice as an adult in a free society. It shouldn't be a choice by someone like Peter Dutton and his type and his mentality of choosing what media I can or cannot partake in. And it makes me sick, actually. And honestly, like, if they keep pushing this... This is something I would be really passionate to fight against because Australia, like I feel like the Australian gaming media hadn't pushed hard enough to try to change the way that we're treated in this country. It's it's ridiculous. It's like a nanny state on steroids, uh, you know, post Disco Elysium and just how we're going with those kind of things. So I think it's a bit of a watch this space and we'll see if it gets worse, uh, see how much traction Peter Dutton gets with his comments and, you know, how much pressure they try to apply in that space or not. And talking about Discalism, he also noted that that apparently there was a review done into Australia's classification laws mm-hmm. um, last year, and apparently, like they haven't taken action on whatever that report is yet. So, I don't know if that means that there's changes coming to our classification for. Hmm, I could only assume for the worse. I can't see. Oh, I was, was going to say for better or worse. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, because we also have a lot of I'd censoring say. with movies as well that a lot of people hadn't realised. Yeah. So censoring with movies, censoring with. Um, I, I know this is a weird weird to, to bring it up, but it is part of the discussion. I think is it only Canberra that you're allowed to technically make pornography in or something? Yeah. Yeah, like I think there's all the these NT really interesting laws, yeah, that yeah. we have, which, um, yeah, it, it's... Hmm. Yeah, and it's funny, because laws, the critical part of laws are, are they enforced? So that law isn't enforced, right? There's, there's, But you don't see, you know, in, in Hollywood and in Los Angeles, a lot of that stuff is produced there. You don't have big production houses in Australia for that kind of content, so... Hmm. Yeah, it's a watch this space. I don't know. I'm going to try to roll you guys up and the audience if this gets traction because this is actually really annoys me. Like we're all adults now. Like we, we we can't go backwards from the spot that we got to with having an R18 classification for games. If we go the wrong direction, that's going to be so annoying. All right. In very different news, um, and I, actually news that I'm like super excited about. So after... 27 years, so since the PlayStation 1 was released and launched in 1994, for the first time ever, it's been possible to actually play backup CDs on a PlayStation, a stock PlayStation, any model, without physically modifying or installing a mod chip on a PlayStation. 
Now, for me personally, like why I find this really interesting, I was actually looking at getting a PlayStation to play Symphony of the Night and a few other games. And I really didn't want to go down the route of the whole mod chip thing. And then also a lot of the mod chips that people have installed on their PlayStations are a little bit dodgy and they don't work that well. So I was listening, looking for a, a what you know in the in the community is generally called a soft mod, so a modification that's like something that's reversible, and I couldn't find one any at the time. And then yeah, this month, uh, a, a, a like a hack has been discovered called and it's been labeled Tony Hacks, which will make <laughs> sense in a few seconds. So an ability to play backup games without a mod chip. So I won't go into the crazy sort of technical depths of it, but essentially. Uh, what was discovered, and it had been known for some time that certain games, when they're accessing the memory card of the PlayStation, they don't have uh, proper controls around the memory that's getting written in. So it will take whatever's in the memory card and won't do any checks on it. So are you doing executable code? Are you doing anything funny in there? So generally, like when you're hacking something, what you want to do is because there's layers essentially of permission, like simplistically, if you want to think about it like that. So the the best layer of permission is the bottom, which is like root access. You can do anything with the system. And generally when you're talking about systems, you're living in the user space, which is like the highest level, which is very protected. You can't just run whatever code you want. You can't just manipulate the memory or do anything. So in general hacks, what they're trying to do is they're trying to leverage uh, you know, problems that people have introduced with the user code and then try to leverage that further and further and get further down into the code. So essentially what they did here was, and it's quite clever, they wrote like specific code and like a payload into the memory card itself. And then through the character creator, so Tony Hawk 2 and 3, and there's a whole bunch of other games that do this, when it tries to draw the data for the character from the memory card, it actually has got code in it and then the PlayStation just executes it because that's what the game says to do without checking. <laughs> and the cool thing that they do is they do this crazy thing where they discovered that these actual CD drives, and it's the CD drive that's on every single PlayStation 1, so including the mini model that they released, that I am now hunting to buy. Um, so with the mini model, uh, sorry, with all the CD drives, you can send essentially like a machine code and assembly instruction to the drive itself and say, turn off copy protection. And then it would respond and it'll go, okay, cool. And then you can take the disc out and put in like any other burnt backup disc and play it. And this thing is really cool and I love it. And it was covered very, very well uh, on Modern Vintage Gamer, MVG, a very cool YouTube channel. channel. Australian, so, I believe. Yeah, it's Australian living in the yeah. States, I believe. Um, ah, very, very cool channel. It covers that. a lot of stuff that I'm really into that I don't see a lot of other coverage. And yeah, like I le- legitimately were looking for uh, two things. So can I buy a copy of Tony Hawk 2 or 3? Or <laughs> What's the market uh, like? Well, I think they're going up in price. Oh, no. And quick, already, quick. already, and this is what I love about uh, capitalism, already on eBay, you can buy memory cards with Tony Hacks already on it. So you just plug it straight in. Now, you can do the Tony Hacks thing yourself if you have a PlayStation 2. You can actually use the two slots for the memory cards, insert a memory card in and the USB drive and copy it across. And that's all you need to do. So that's the cheapest way to do it if you have a PlayStation 2. So very, very cool. What did you guys think about this? Yeah, Uh, I think it's cool in in terms of the the, the 
availability of backups, I guess, that it offers to the community. I just think it's cool from from uh, the perspective of someone discovering something mm. like this. And it's it's triply cool. Well, I don't know if I'd call this cool, but you know how much I love Activision, that this <laughs> it was Activision that published the games that made this available. <laughs> it's... So I don't know if I should hate him or not now. I wonder how Activision would have felt if this was discovered back in the day because then they would have sold so much more Tony Hawk, but then all their other games would have been pirated probably even easier than... But the thing is, I mean, (laughs) PlayStation... Would you say PlayStation was already probably the most pirated console of all time at that point anyway? Surely it was pretty up there. It must have been, yeah. I think the PSP is the most pirated console of all time. The PSP? Yeah. So I should say, like, this whole sophomore thing was very uncommon in the early generations of consoles because the OSs aren't as sophisticated, aren't as large. So there's kind of, like, not as many places where you can actually attack to try to soft mod it. Whereas the consoles later down the track became so bloated that, you know, people found massive exploits in the browser of most consoles because they just weren't really written in a very secure way. The one that I'll call out, though, is the Xbox One. The Xbox One, because they had so much pir- so many piracy issues on the 360, and obviously, like Xbox didn't want to lose any money, as you know, any sensible sort of you know platform wouldn't. They created a system that, to this day, still hasn't been beaten. Hmm. So the Xbox One is like probably the most secure console that we've ever seen. Um, so still doesn't have a successful soft mod in the public knowledge, and kind of like at a point, you know, maybe a year or two from now, if it hasn't had one feels like one of the least likely to have one. And part of the reason is, and I want to, you know, it's way too off topic, but the way that they treated the security, they treated it on every single level. So no matter what they're talking about, like any piece of hardware on the Xbox One was like all linked together. So you had to have like, it's like a build up of permissions that didn't have any exceptions. So yeah, they still haven't been able to break that one. But things like the PlayStation 3, like my PlayStation 3 soft modded, so essentially it's like modified, but I don't have any physical thing on there and I can revert it back. Uh, my 3DS is soft modded. I do a lot of that because some of the games are really hard to find in Australia. Because you're, you're filthy, that's why. You're filthy <laughs> well, no. no, you can see all the... I'm more than happy to buy stuff. I'm showing all my Amiibo that I've bought. Yeah, um, you have. I think you've spent tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars on games. No, but it's like, okay, like <laughs> it's we, we've spoken about it. It's like sometimes games in Australia are really hard to get. Like very, very hard to get. Very possible, actually, yeah. And, you know, I don't want to wait or pay, you know, $100 for a game that really, in America, is selling for $10. Like, that's just, I don't know. I just don't... Or you can't even buy it in some cases. Um, And I think for video game preservation, it's pretty massive as well. So Hmm. I'm now definitely on the hunt for the little mini models of those PS1s. It was called the PS1, which is weird. O-N-E. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And we we thought Xbox were the leader in the Xbox One bad naming convention. So <laughs> look at Sony there. So yeah, I'm I'm actually looking to get one of those because I do want to do this and then play some of those. I have an original PlayStation because it works on that on that as well. Obviously. Oh yeah, you could try it. So you I could try. try it. It. I don't have a PS2 to get the memory card to to load load it though. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at so my PlayStation now, but it's already been modded. So. Ah, fair right. enough. Fair enough. I've never, you know, I've never modded a console ever. Wow. Yeah, I've never had a modded console. I've never had... Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's not that I've never played a copy of something. I just, I'd just i have to go back to really, really old days for the last time that I really actually... 
played a copied game. The I've been legit the whole time. The challenge for me is like sometimes I like to play really weird stuff like translated games where they've only yeah, had stuff fan like that, you translation. Have no you got no choice over stuff like that. Well, yeah. I always have a choice. Don't play it well, until they officially yeah, release it. Yeah, that's the choice. Right? You don't play it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, choice, yeah, so, but yeah. I'm more than comfortable to do those kind of things. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Um, hmm. Going back to your question though, Sweeney, like I think the PlayStation 2 was more pirated than the PlayStation 1. And that's probably okay. to the degree that it actually just was genuinely a bigger console, but it would have been pretty close though. Like I remember, yeah, we've spoken about it on the podcast that we've had friends that were like in the pirating business and stuff like that. So wow, it was quite common back in the day. Um, so yeah, no, it's really cool. I like this story. It's, it's exciting that there's still new developments in the hacking scene after this many years, which is pretty crazy. All right, let's move into my favorite segment of the week. The bargain bin. So the bargain bin for the week of Sunday, the 28th of March, 2021. As always, Epic, we start with uh, Creatures, Creature in the Well is free this week until the 2nd of April. Great game, great game. Big shout out, Steam has a sale. Now, Steam always has sales, but this is one that's very, very uh, topical for us. So Half-Life Alex is now 40% off. So it's now about 51 Australian dollars. It normally is 85. I think I bought it for 62 or something like that. Honestly, the game is worth 85. It is, for me, no doubt, the best game of last year. Uh, It is a seminal game. It's a game you have to play if you want to be called a gamer. So, Swinney, you're officially not a gamer now. And... For 51 Australian dollars, is just like a must-buy if you have the cons. But it's one of those weird ones where surely if you have a VR set, you've bought this game. Because this is by far the best VR game out there. Uh, let's get into the Switch. So highlights this week, Australian-made AO, Australian Open Tennis 2 is 60% off, so it's $36. Sign Mora EX is $10. And Simul... I'm telling you, Swinny picks these games on purpose that I find hard to say. No, legitimately do not, but it still Simul- brings me... Simulacra? Still, still brings me joy when it happens. Simulacra. Is it Simulac- I believe Simulacra? It's, I believe it's Simulacra. Oh, I so you don't know. even know. You're trying to I don't know. throw me off. Simulacra, I think, yeah. I think it's Simulacra. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, $11.70 and a final PSA. So by the time you're listening to this, you need to rush. There's only a few days left. You can get... The Game & Watch Super Mario Brothers Edition from Mike at half price or Swinney at half price. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to buy physical, sorry, the digital copies is going to go off the store. So Super Mario 3D All-Stars. If you want that digitally, you need to buy it in the next couple of days. Uh, they will have physical copies, but they're running out shortly. And eBay's got a sale. I might need you to buy me one. It's like $30 or something. I was going to ask you the same thing, yeah. 30, yeah $35 yeah. or $39. Oh, I want a copy All-Stars. of it, yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, Super Mario 35, you can play it for the next few days and they will take it offline. Hmm. And then finally, the Famicom translated for the first time ever, available for only like three and a bit months, Fire Emblem, Shadow, Dragon and the Blade of Light is also going to be off sale within a few days. So it's like about $9 Australian. And that, that had the really cool collector's edition that I mm. kind of semi-regret not getting, but I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing that I didn't get You'll it. You'll survive. No, nah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, final PSA for that. And they will kill Mario on the 31st of March. I still don't get why. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people have bought 3D All-Stars <laughs> that may have waited. Yeah, but um, I just don't get it. Why kill those games off? I it's don't because get it. Nintendo is Disney. 
It's... Yeah, they're using the old Disney model of the Disney Vault. They really are. So Disney doesn't do that anymore. They have Disney Plus now, so they want more content mm. on there. But uh, yeah, Nintendo is very much Stupid. doing the Nintendo Vault. And it works. People buy it. They've sold like, you know, 8 or 10 million copies of Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which is incredible. Here you go. Maybe I won't get it out of principle. Oh, no, no. Can you get me a copy? We'll talk after nah. the podcast. Uh, <laughs> on PlayStation, just the digital highlights. Uh, so again, a reminder that the nine games that we spoke about last time, so Astro, Bot, VR, The Witness, etc., are now available for free. So you can get them through the app or on the PlayStation itself. They have a little section for it. Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter is $2.50. Virginia is $3. And Hattaful Boyfriend is $3, <laughs> which is the thumbnail of this video. And then I'll throw it to you, Sweetie, for it's Xbox as the Xbox shill. Yeah, so they uh, X, Microsoft had an ID at Xbox event um, where they announced that 20 new indie games will launch a new Game Pass. Cool. So in the show dis- uh, description of the clip um, on YouTube, we'll have the link to the full list. Just a few that I'll call out that looked pretty cool. Unfortunately, they're all only on console, um, not on PC Game Pass at this stage. Is Backbone, Edge of Eternity, Little Witch in the Woods, which looks fantastic, and Stalker 2 confirmed for Game Pass. Oh, Stalker that may have sweet. been previously confirmed to be launching on Game Pass anyway. But I think it was yeah. done, yeah. So, cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, we had a little slot for that on our show, but it just wasn't newsworthy enough, the ID at Xbox event. It was very long as well, Sweeney. I don't know if you checked out any of it. No, I essentially just looked at what they covered and then just picked out some highlights. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, I want to move to the next story, uh, which is my very, very mini review of the Nintendo Store Australia. So for those who don't know, Nintendo Store uh, in Australia has just recently opened. (laughs) So that's been available in Europe and the US. I'm just powering through. (laughs) Um, But the one thing I wanted to highlight, you'll see it on the video later, boys, but... They actually have this really cool packaging for like the shipment that they sent me. So they've taken like a box and they've labeled it all with like Nintendo stuff. And then actually like when you open the box itself, it's like a, just like some dude's laminated or something. But then if you look inside, there's like a little Mario peeking inside the box when you take all the stuff out. It's very, very cute packaging. Um, so that was the biggest thing I really wanted to highlight. <laughs> you the wanted packaging. a whole segment for the packaging. Nice pack. I <laughs> I actually was on the store the other, uh, yesterday because you were talking about Amiibo. And yeah. I'm like, man, why don't they have some Amiibo on there other than the Monster Hunter ones? Yeah. Well, because the Amiibo is all limited. Like, they don't make them. Like, they just do batches and then that's it. Like, they don't make them again, mostly. It's just like again, the perfect mostly. thing to just like, oh, I just want that Amiibo, you know, you jump on their store rather than have to bloody go and hunt down... EB games well so they do do that in Europe so in Europe they have been releasing brand new runs of very old Amiibo which we don't usually see in Australia so I am hopeful they do new runs of some Amiibo that I'm missing Um, because I am getting to a point unfortunately where I almost have every single Amiibo that's ever been released oh gosh (laughs) the Mario serial one I wonder what the tipping point is because I reckon for a lot of people there's a certain tipping point and statistically, it's probably at a certain number of like, say, 5%, 10% of of items in a particular collection where it just, it blows up from there. They're like, nah, now I got to have all of them. Oh, I yeah, yeah. The tipping like, point is. I, I get it, Mike. I get it. I get it. Because like, I, I, can, I can actually point to it for us. Because it's not just my Amiibo thing. It's also my wife as well. Hmm. But 
she actually, I'll blame her. She got us onto the horse, right? So she bought some amiibo. I'm like, no, 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 don't buy this amiibo crap. I don't want to get your like collecting bug. And I've got a, <laughs> I've got a perfectionist collecting thing in my brain that I, you know, I don't collect anything because I know if I start going down that path, mm. I'll go nuts, right? Yeah. Which is what's happened. Like, literally, I can't show you because I can't move the camera a bit. I've got all of the Smash DLC uh, amiibo in front of me, Swinney. So all the ones that came out as DLC. As, as, yeah, Are you expecting a, your response of, of me being impressed? I know you've got all that stuff. You talk <laughs> about it all the time. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> it's so good, though. What, I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy you're happy. What happened? And, mm. and you know, like, it's funny from a... I've never really bought crazy. I've never paid more than retail, I think, for Amiibo. I tried a few times, but, you know, we've covered that story a few times. Hmm. But what happened with us is we bought a few and I'm like, oh, yeah, the ones that I like, you know, like Samus is probably one of my favorite characters of all time and, you know, some of the Zelda series, right? Hmm. And what happened was Big W and EB Games, so Australian retailers, they had this crazy sale where they were selling Amiibo for like $5 and $9. So I think we bought like 25 because it was kind of like there were $5. It's like, ah, just buy these. We don't have these. Okay, it's $5 each. Normally they're like 20, right? Mm. And that's where it all started because we got so many. We had like 30 at that stage, I think. And then like as new ones came out, I just started buying them. And then they were, you know, it is this false scarcity stuff that Nintendo does. Like I've got all the really collectible ones, like the glow in the dark boo and so, the uh-huh. big Detective Pikachu and all Inter- that stuff. Intergot, yeah, the Nintendo Store, yeah, yeah. So the Nintendo Store. So the <laughs> other thing, just, just, just quickly, just quickly before no, no, because the Nintendo Amiibo Store. Is available. He's passionate about it. No, no. So the reason why it, I bought something was because to get the Monster Hunter Amiibo, the only way you can get it is through the Nintendo yes, Store, yes. and yeah. it's annoying. I got excited because I was like, oh, you know what? I might get them early. So I'll open it up, do a video for the show, right? Like the uh-huh. YouTube channel. But what happened is, and they're so like, by the book, Nintendo. What they did is they shipped a bunch of stuff for me. So, you know, you have platinum points on um No, on you Nintendo. have platinum points. I do not. No, you do, but you don't have any of me. I, c- I couldn't buy anything with You them. can actually <laughs> take the platinum points. And I bought a bunch of crap on there. So I've got, I'm showing on the camera Splatoon 2 stickers. I got this like eight thing switch case, so you can see that. And then finally, the one that I actually was looking for is the Zelda shield uh, thing for your phone, so you can put on the back of your phone and actually prop it up. Man, so I need that because cool. I smashed mine. I like that. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, with the store, what they did is they sent me all these items early, and then waited until Friday when Monster Hunter released to ship the amiibo, even though they oh. already had them. Oh. So I was kind of annoyed about them. So I still don't have the Monster Hunter Amiibo yet. Oh, you don't get your piece of plastic. Oh, yeah. damn it. I have seen the Monster Hunter Amiibo in store, and it looks insanely good. Like, I was super impressed with it. You know, so I'm looking I, forward to it. I, I'm going to go on an old man yells at the sky <laughs> rant. Yeah. So first of all, you're you're a really smart cookie, and you see through all of this. You see through the marketing. You see through the psychology behind it. You get sure. all that. I, I, I see it too, and I still fall into that trap. So I can only imagine I willingly fall people into who don't have any thought about this whatsoever, how, how they fall into that trap. But one thing, if I may just very, very quickly rant, is the crazy amount of microplastics in the oceans that are screwing up the planet. Yes, I'm going to be that happy now. 
And it is because of all this shit that we purchase. And again, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. But not I'm this part stuff. Of, I but am part of stuff. the problem. No, because I assume that's not going to, at least in the anywhere near future, going to go into the bin. <laughs> no, no, like no. Because these, these are... So it's a bit different. These are microplastics. Microplastics are pr- primarily through liquid emulsified, emulsified plastics. So it's like things that like shampoos and... Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, all, all I'm trying to say is that, um, you know, the, the less we consume of stuff that we don't really, really need in the end. Like you get that initial awesome right. well, joy. This is a beautiful segue into consuming the and better. your re- resolution. So let's move on. Let's- Short summary is Nintendo store. really liked the experience. The shipping was good. They were very careful with the way they ship things, which I appreciate. It's very important to me. So and they've got a little thing. Okay, so I, far, I a see plus, the video a plus. But I'll, I'll wait until the Amiibo. If the Amiibo come clean, then I'll be, yeah, I'll loop back next week on it. What? Hey, can I just quickly ask with the Amiibos? Because I remember when I did buy, um, when I saw a few of them yeah. at the shop. And I actually, I swear I have a few Amiibos myself. Sure, I'm sure you do. You buy from, so much. From back stuff. in the day when I, yeah, when I bought a lot of crap. Uh, and, and I'm not talking about the Solera one, which 100% I know I have. But I think I had some Animal Crossing ones and... Some other random ones that were cheap. Um, but, you know, I remember being at the store and I'm the kind of pedantic person that I think is the opposite of Swinney where I would compare two items and literally it's the same identical product to the same Amiibo. But ah, one of them, like, yeah, the, yeah, paint, yeah. the paint correct, in, like, correct, the, correct. the top of the ear isn't quite, correct. like, filled in correctly. Dude, I've got, know. I've got, this is the, Dude. We, we do need to move on, but I've got a bunch of gold Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. Because I had to order it from multiple places, and some of them are like don't look that good. So I was like, I gotta get rid of these ones that don't look as good. I wonder if that affects value. But it's funny because you don't know that. Because if, if for example, you collect one of those things because of the value they hold, sometimes misprints and sometimes screw ups. That's true. That look the worst are actually the ones that are worth true. the most money. Not this one. So it's case, impossible to judge some of that stuff. All right, let's okay. move on. So the next story. So uh, <laughs> what I wanted to do is. And, the and Spanish just, Inquisition. Just to give the context, and you guys can't see my screen, but you have to watch the video later, mm. um, is we sat down and gave gaming resolutions for 2021. So each of us gave three. And what I want to do is, as the business person on the podcast and the believer in business, I wanted to do a review of how we're going against these goals, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, Mr. Mr. Spanish Inquisitor. <laughs> So I've got it up on the screen. So if you're listening to the podcast, you can jump on the video. But you will see this before I will see this. By the way, whoever's listening to this, the way I've structured this is: I have rated. I will rate everyone live, including myself. And I'm pretty brutal on myself, so I'm not going to hold back. Well, you did diss an entire gaming community just before it packs. so (laughs) So what I'm doing here is I'm rating it. This is very consulting background for me. Is I've got, uh, if you guys imagine, there's a x-axis and a y-axis. So we've got a classic consulting two by two going on here. On one axis, I've put it as the x-axis, it's ambition. Ambition. So how much are we actually willing to change? Are we doing something really different? Are we trying to do something, shoot for the moon, right? And then on the other axis, so imagine the y-axis, we have achievement. How are we going? How are we executing against it? So they're the axes, right? Mm-hmm. Now, again, classic consulting, management consulting, I've classified each of the quadrants. So the bottom left quadrant, so low ambition and low achievement, I've classified as the Harvest Moon One World quadrant. <laughs> limited ambition and limited achievement. 
Now, on the low ambition but high achievement, I've put it as the Call of Duty quadrant. So I, I'm not a big fan of Call of Duty. Mike and I played Modern Warfare back in the day, but you cannot fault that they every year become the best selling or a top five selling game of the year. And that to me, they've got no ambition of what they're doing, but you know they execute very, very well. So I call it the Call of Duty quadrant. On the high ambition and high achievement, so that's the top right, which is the best category. I've put it as the Miyamoto, Miyamoto quadrant. Uh, always looking to do different things and almost always achieving, especially back in the day. And uh, no one mentioned Star Fox Zero. And then on the high ambition but low achievement is the cyberpunk, the cyberpunk quadrant in 2077. So I think we understand all the quadrants now. Uh, yeah, I have some issues with some of them, but that's okay. Wait, wait, what issues do you have? Well, I think Cyberpunk, is, it was high ambition, but I don't think it... Anyway, let's not get into that. I don't think you want let's to not argue that Cyberpunk achieved what it set out no. to achieve. No, no, yeah, okay. Let's Where go, they said uh, it was running okay, well. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, okay, fine, fine. Now, I don't know. What do you want to do? Do you want to... Uh, I'll just pick on people randomly or... Yeah, pick on yourself, why don't you? Okay, do I do all <laughs> of my three first or do I just do a no, couple go, and then move let's around? No, go, let's go in order. Let's go... Uh, once one for Swinney, one for me. Yeah, I'll mix it up. I'll mix it up. Yeah, mix it up like that. So I did allude to the, you know, peaking on people who go to packs of being low physical strength. So I had uh, a goal. So daily, daily ring fit. So every single Mm -hmm. day to do ring fit, right? Now I actually was doing this pretty much consistently. Like I missed a day here or there when I wasn't feeling well, but I don't know. I haven't told you guys, but recently my back has been like absolutely playing up like crazy. So I've yeah, not been able to play Ring Fit at all. I had a similar problem. Okay. So I, I, I'd say from an ambitious point of view, it's kind of like, it's probably about mid-tier. It's not like a huge revolutionary change or anything like that. So I'll probably put it in the middle. Wait, are you from, judging but, the goal in general or your or your how you're tracking against the goal? Well, it's a two by two. So it's is the nature of my goal actually like putting myself into a different spot. Am I actually trying to do something different than I, I normally do? I think that do? was ambitious. I mean, it's up to okay. you to rate the goal, but I do you understand, think Sweeney? that was am- so And, like then, and then the achievement is how you're tracking against it. Correct, correct. Okay, okay. So I All feel right. like I you were very ambitious, but okay. you, you're not tracking very well yeah, for whatever I, I, reason. I'll put myself in the cyberpunk quadrant. <laughs> yeah, that's where I, I, I think it's fair to Good goal, one, yeah. good try, but, you know, I, I haven't quite succeeded, especially now that my back's hurt and everything like that. So, and it was a really good goal. I'll give you that one. I think it was a, an awesome goal. Now like I'll one go of the to you, Mike. I would have taken. Buy yep. less games. <sighs> so I, I actually put this, Swinney. Do you reckon this is ambitious. high ambition? Really? So first of all, I actually, from my understanding of what Mike has told us about his in past previous years, from the sounds of it, he's actually tracking damn well against this. Wait, wait, wait. No, I want to talk about ambition first. Yeah, it's interesting with ambition. Is this actually a huge thing for Mike? Because the context is Mike was buying a game a week kind of thing. And then Mike has gone... Yeah. No, no. On average, I was buying way more than a game a week. More than a game a week. So it's like a lot. I was buying like freaking a game a day, basically. I will give you that buy less games. That's high ambition. That's high ambition. It is for someone... So look, it's a funny one because what's so ambitious about not spending money and buying less shit, right? That doesn't sound that ambitious. I think it's ambitious when you know you're hooked on yeah. a particular thing and trying to get out of it. It's, it's To me, honestly, it's the equivalent of my ambition is to to drink way less alcohol because at the moment it's a problem when I drink too much alcohol. 
it's ambitious to do that, I think. Yeah. So now, is it ambitious in this? I don't know. It's, yeah, cool. If you guys agree now, to it, I just I just don't want to sound like I'm. Swinney you know, believes that you've been doing very well in this goal. I believe you have not been doing that well. I haven't. Okay, tell me. <laughs> well, you've been buying a lot of games. And the problem, but like what? The problem with this goal is you were never very clear on, you know, how many less games or what targets or whatever. So it's very subjective. I will grant you this, Mike. I've put you mm. on the line, below the line of achievement, okay. Ooh, right? Nice. Okay. I will say you're like, once Cyberpunk re-releases on the PlayStation 5 and they've patched it and it's like a 1.4 patch, that's where you're at. Okay. It's like, you're still in the Cyberpunk quadrant. Well, very ambitious, but okay. you haven't quite... You know, got there. No, yeah. but I'm trying still to, buying a lot of games. Uh, it's an interesting one because I. All right, no, no, I, we're going to move on because no, 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 hang on, time. hang on. But I haven't actually I've been slandered buying. You. Let's move on. No, no, wait, wait. <laughs> I've been buying less games. I have absolutely been buying less games, and but the the thing is also the games that I have been buying haven't just been willy nilly games just because they were cheap, which is part was that was part of the uh, actually that's part of the other one. Um, I I've been buying less less games in total. Absolutely, I think I have objectively. But also the games that I bought, I bought for reasons that were, you know, for the podcast, for example. <laughs> so I bought LA Noir because I wanted, you know, we had to talk sure. about it. I bought Portal because we had to talk about it. I bought... Uh, the but you Do- bought a lot of other games. DK. You bought Not Tekken, really. didn't you? What did I buy? Tekken 6, wasn't it? No, I didn't buy it. Soul Calibur 6. 6. No, no, I bought that just to flip it. <laughs> anyway, so, does on, that we're, count? We're Probably not. We're it's like we're I might as well have just bought any, like a Ferrari to flip it. You know All what right. I mean? I, w- I want to flip back to us just quickly. So, myself yeah. and you, Mike. So, I've got Dirty Dozen. So, the Dirty Dozen is 12 games that are classic games I have not played through and finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, from an ambition point of view, given the amount of time that I have and everything like that, I'll probably put it mid tier, like right on the line of low and high ambition. Mm-hmm. In terms of achievement, I've put myself off the chart below. Well, shoot, like it actually wrecked it when I tried to do that. I've put myself below the chart. <laughs> I was Where, saying, like you I've, haven't even touched any of You can't of even them? see my face now. You can only see my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I failed this so hard. <laughs> so I've gone very badly at this goal. I've only played a bit of Castlevania and then that's it. So wow. I will Congrats. have to really make up for this in the back end of the year. Now, you playing less games... Ambition, I'd probably say like mid-tier or like slightly ambitious. Uh, Swinney, what do you reckon? Play less games for Mike. Oh, it sounds like he's doing well on that. Yeah, I'll put him in, in Miyamoto. Well, like, I've put given you, I've I, only played one game this week for like you're, you're, five hours. Your laziness has <laughs> proved, proved well I'm in not, this category. I'm not being lazy. I'm just, I've got it under control. You and are the first a, entrant to a the lot Miyamoto of shit in my life right you're, now. you're the first entrant to the Miyamoto yes! quadrant. Now, this is where friendships get ruined. So, Swinney, yeah. <laughs> why I've left you last is because I almost could do all of your goals in the same category. No, you couldn't. Yes, um, I can. No, you couldn't. So, well, first of all, sorry. I just want to say that ambition was never criteria <laughs> for... No, the, because basically these resolutions are the goals that we want to achieve in the year. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean that there was never... They're very personal goals of like, okay, what do I want to do this year? It doesn't have to be outside of your wheelhouse. It could just be something you want to work towards. Now, I, I'll take your argument and I'll, I'll, I'll refute it. Why, to me, definition of what goals are and resolutions resolutions by their very nature are about change nah like people not, don't not, make new no, 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 i let you finish i'll let you finish i'll let you finish <laughs> let me finish 
by their nature, when you talk to people about it, it's people who go, I want to quit smoking. I want to stop drinking. I want to lose, you know, 10 kilos. It's not the things that they're doing typically. It's kind of no point to a resolution, New Year's resolution, unless there's change, unless there's things that are outside of your wheelhouse. Like Sweeney's going to go play PlayStation games or... You know, Sweeney's going to stop caring about achievements. No, they're, you missed resolution. You missed your chance to talk about this. The time to talk about this was when we actually talked about the resolutions themselves. No, I was setting <laughs> you up for the long play. I was long playing you here. <laughs> because so, we're past I've that put, point. We're past that point. <laughs> I've put Sweeney into the Call of Duty category for everything. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm cool with that because that, honestly, I don't even subscribe to your... Business <laughs> bullshit anyway. <laughs> yeah. These are these are my gaming goals for twenty twenty one. So I have put Swinney into Call of Duty. He is extremely achieving well. He is on track to finish his resolutions <laughs> probably so, halfway through the year. So can I talk but, about because that's what I want to talk about. I don't care about the ambition crap. I want to talk about how we're all tracking. <laughs> all right, go, go, go. Well, which one do we want to talk about? All of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got you all there, and then I'll okay. go to Mike and right, I cool. to close it out. So I've got some some figures here. So first of all, so the first of mine uh, in your list is complete 100% of achievements in the entire Assassin's Creed series. I will have achieved that within the next two days. Holy moly. That's impressive. <laughs> I, would have, I would have completed it ahead of this podcast, but unfortunately, I was moving to a new place this week, so it was very hard. Ah, oh, excuses. And you almost excuses. this comes back to why I didn't want to talk about the games I've been playing this week, because I completed Assassin's Creed Rogue, which means oh. I have completed three of the four Assassin's Creed games that I needed to, and the last one, Assassin's Creed Pirates, I'm currently in the middle of. Damn, son. So I am on track to complete that by the end of the month, which is what I'd planned to do. Now, my second one, uh, complete all single-player Final Fantasy games. I hadn't planned to start this to, until September. I'd never, I'd always planned that because there was a reason. My plan for all three of mine was to, they're all gaming-related purely, like playing games. They're not about oh, creating a game or doing something, you know, airy-fairy. Mm. They're literally sitting down playing games, so I need to pipeline and plan it. Um, so those, I've, I've lined them up to start playing them in September. If mm-hmm. I am really on track for my third one, then I might start it a bit earlier. But generally speaking, the third one is um, the uh, re- uh, uh, reach and achievement completion of 250 RPGs, which is an increase of 31 games. I'm at the start of the year. At the start of the year. So I've completed 11 of the 31. And when you look Whoa. at the... Yeah, when you look at the time elapsed, so I'm 35% against that versus 25% time elapsed, assuming that... <laughs> You know, give and take, basically. Hmm. Can, can I just pause you for a I second, love- Sweeney? You're like uh, having a crack at me for all the corporate BS, and then you're like <laughs> talking about you know percentage completion well, yeah. in a very business way. No, because it's all about it's all all about how you're tracking versus time elapsed. That's, I know that's business. Yeah. Oh, that's just a goal. It's got nothing sure. to do with business. Go it's on. just a goal. Um, and when you actually factor in, so this is this is kind of scary. This part when I put this into uh, numbers kind of scared me a bit. So I calculated the amount of time I've spent so far towards this goal, towards all goals. I've already spent 478 hours towards these goals this year. 178. Which is the equivalent of 19 days, days, which is 29% of my actual time has been towards these goals. (laughs) Wait, of your waking time or of your... Of my time, time, of time in general. 
What? Can, yeah, but not sleep time. Remember, you got to no, take out I'm, the eight like, hours I'm a day because you don't exist. No, but like when you factor that in, it's way higher. Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah. it's like probably fifty percent. So yeah, one one week is one hundred and sixty-eight hours to put it in some context, Mike. So it's like yeah, but take three out weeks all straight. This... Three weeks straight. Hang on, work. hang on. Take out yeah. the sleep. So so don't worry about that. But. No, no, you gotta do. What are you in? Don't worry. You know he's doing. He's not conscious during that time. No, no. But the other <laughs> it's one sixty-eight minus fifty-six. The other way to think so about it's it, one hundred twelve only. The other way to think about it, Mike, as well, is that there's you know a full-time job is is equivalent to about two thousand hours, right? So that's like so it is. Fifth. It's another full-time job. It's like one fifth of a full year of working. Oh, yeah. done, and it's not even it's like a quarter through the year it's pretty so insane. he's got two full-time jobs basically honestly a lot of that yeah, has okay. been in the last month for assassin's creed and, and stuff so i honestly i will ha- probably slow things down a little bit once i'm done with this because i don't know boy you got mm-hmm. 20 games left you almost need new new goals well honestly i think get some ambitious goals i think i will <laughs> i think i'll be able to easily achieve these goals which i i'm and this is not a slight against you guys. I think, you know, when ambition, like, yeah, 100% agree, these are low because they're what I do anyway, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's when I, when, I fa- when I put that those hours together, I'm like, oh, my God. But then, we, you know what? To, it's probably we, worse than previous years. <laughs> we need to, we need to, like, have something where we can set one of your goals. <laughs> like, maybe we do that next year. I've already got, I've already got some ideas for some... Goals next year that are I'll set each that goals. are dif- yeah, I like that that are different to this kind of thing. So yeah, okay. Watch this. We, we should have something like you know we can set one of your goals, and then we could you get a punishment if you don't get it done. Well, we'd all be setting each other's goals. It wouldn't. Just yeah, be I think that'd be me. cool actually. As long as we're reasonable, I think it'd be cool. Uh, all right, so I put you in the absolute highest uh, achievement. I've only you. just done it so that well, I can actually Final, see the name. Final Fantasy doesn't deserve that because I haven't started yet, but I hadn't planned to. So. Okay, I'll I'll drop you down then. But I'll put you Assassin's Creed in the two hundred and fifty RPGs. You're like well on track to get all that stuff done. Cool. And then finally, so randomly mm. enough, and we didn't talk about this beforehand. We both had essentially the same goal. I had like publish a game uh, in twenty twenty one, and Mike had make a game in twenty twenty one. So he's a little bit easier, probably. Yeah, because I don't. <laughs> I'm not trying to find loopholes or anything, but technically I'm a lot easier because I could just publish like a, a text-based... No, you could just make something and make go, something done. And say, it's literally anything. I've made a game. I've already made have, a like, game. So. A square bouncing off the walls. Exactly. exactly. And I'm done. It's great. I'll be cheating myself though, so now, I won't do that. Now, on ambition, I, I'll just classify these kind of as the same. So I think they're both extremely ambitious. Yeah. So I actually might bump down your... Buy less games. These are these are really ambitious goals. Making a yeah, game. Yeah, I think this is higher. This is much higher. That's what I was trying to say. But now, this is much higher than buying less games. I've also put it as at the lowest of the lows in oh, terms yeah. of achievements. Super low. <laughs> no, well, I feel like you. For me, yes. For you, I, I think, think I've done a little bit more higher. than you. You've, I think I've done, done a little bit more. A lot more than me. Now, yeah. I will give you an update. I, I have, downloaded Game Maker. Does that count? The fact that we are like running out of time on this one. I've gone back on what I want to do, and I'm going to make a Game Boy game. That's my goal now. Oh, my God. Because okay. it's a lot easier to do. So, Is it now? Is well, it? and the fact that I'm getting the analog pocket and everything, yeah, I've yeah. decided I'm just going to go down that path and try to okay. make something and get it on Steam right. by the end of the year. And then I can bump myself up to the Miyamoto category. Okay. A little bit less ambition, maybe. I've so, got, yeah, that, that's our little uh, game I've here. got a question I've, into God. I've insulted many people on the I've got, a, I've got a question into God. When I look yeah. at all of these, yeah. you're the one most at risk of not 
achieving any of them. Oh, yep. yeah. On the achievement, I failed <laughs> the most. So I was just wondering, like, do you feel that... I know that, you know, like, Ring Fit, that, that one's a tricky one anyway, but um, do you think that you'll get the Dirty Dozen done? Oh, probably not, to be perfectly frank. Probably not. But just one gamer... I mean, I've, you know, think I've, I've gone back through and I've played donkey kong that i never did mario games now i reckon you could do it but i mean when one of those games is witcher 3 (laughs) (laughs) yeah but oh you have to complete those Uh, yeah Yeah, i think yeah i didn't say but yeah but you have to do everything the dirty dozen it says you go through the story 100 completion that's not 100 exactly you just go through the story yeah i think it's probably like doesn't take that long that's the longest that's going to be 50 60 Mm. hours right yeah, or maybe even less just for the story. And it doesn't include DLCs, so you know, I think you could you could knock the one out. I think and play it on the Switch. I think the the key thing is like I just can't play anything else. That that's the kind of consequence of this. Well, yeah, you've chosen some good games to not play well, anything know, else. I, that's true. I've noticed true. that as well. There's all these games that were coming out and I'm like, I can't. I don't have time because I, I need to play the games that we're doing on the that podcast. That was my oh, whole point. That was my whole point <laughs> yeah, at the start of the review. episode, is that there's just too many <laughs> games and not enough life. Way too I totally agree <laughs> with you. Yeah. Like there's so there's actual games I've been wanting to play, but I can't because I'm like, no, I actually need to focus on the games I need to finish if that makes sense because um, i either need to review it or i need to do speaking speaking of games given that uh we are running long and we will talk about another game which is monster hunter rise so i am the only one who has got this game i believe is that right mike so why did you say we will talk about it well i you will, will talk, talk about it, it. <laughs> okay I so don't yes, have it, no. Monster Hunter Rise uh, released this week, and it is going to be an absolute smash hit. It is already amazingly, I don't even know how this is possible, sold out in Japan. You cannot get a physical copy of this game. And even some workplaces have actually offered employees the day off for the whole company because so many people were taking sick days what? on the Friday. Wow. So just for clarity, you know, I have never played a Monster Hunter game. Like I've, I've, dabbled a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit, but I never played Monster Hunter World. I do own it, but I've never played it. Um, So I'm pretty new to the franchise and I played a little bit of the demo, but I have to say, even though I'm only a couple of hours in, I already think this game is going to be like totally sink its hooks into me. It is like, yeah, there's something about it. It's just, I love the sort of the style of it. And the one thing that I did want to flag is I did say earlier that I was almost debating maybe I should play this later when if a Switch Pro does come out because it's going to be, you know, more of a powerhouse. I am amazed at how good this game looks on the Switch. So I was playing a docked mode. It I think it's the best looking Switch game that I've seen. It looks insane. Like it genuinely, I'm like, how are they doing this? It looks absolutely incredible. Um, and one thing is I would say as well is if you haven't played the game before, I do think the demo does a good job at showing you the game, but you know, I just found it so much easier to get into the game through the actual main game versus playing the demo. I think the demo could actually put some people off the game a little bit. Whereas I felt like, you know, actually playing the game and it's sort of trying to introduce the concepts of the game, um, you know, like it's quite, you know, good. And probably one of the other things that I'll just flag is like from a difficulty perspective, I thought it was really funny listening to so many people talk about Monster Hunter and sort of saying, this game is probably a little bit on the easy side for Monster Hunter. You know, people not even dying. I think I tried my first quest, like main quest, and I died like straight away. <laughs> like, 
I was like carted off a few times and then like lost the whole quest. So it does actually remind me a little bit like, and not, don't take this wrong way, but something like Dark Souls where, and I, you know, I've just realized as well, I've started doing that Dark Souls thing where people talk about every game being like Dark Souls, but <laughs> where, you know, when I first started playing Dark Souls, the combat was kind of like almost impenetrable. And now when I play it, it's like I have it in my mind, like what I need to do, the animation timing. And, you know, Monster Hunter does have those elements where, you know, you have to be very careful about the animation timing to avoid attacks. And, you know, I don't even know about stuff like, you know, grinding the the sword and your weapon to actually make it sharper. And then that actually does more damage. Like I'm pretty clueless about all these things. So can you, can you tell, tell me one thing as well, speaking of swords and, and, and weapons and stuff, one thing I found confusing in the demo um, and in world as well is, are they like different class? Like the weapon types are so different yes. in how they play that I was confused to be honest. And yeah. I think that actually put me off the demo. So there's not and like sh- classes, yeah. but there's definitely different weapons. So there's 14 okay. different weapons and they and do they play, play extremely differently. differently. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that actually was a bit overwhelming for me right off the bat. Um, and I know, I guess once you play the game and you get you get used to what's what, but it was so overwhelming because I tried. I actually re- restarted the game with multiple weapon types just to kind of get a feel for what I would prefer. Yeah, but it just felt like it was overwhelming. Uh, you as- know, and that is like if I had <laughs> my first impressions review as a new player, my one word would be overwhelming. Like, playing the game, it blew my mind the amount of systems it has, things you can do, like buddies, you got well, the palicos. Welcome to Monster Hunter, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and and given that this is like, what is it, Swinny, like the eighth generation of Monster Hunter games. Oh, God, I wouldn't know. Yeah, Some sound, ballpark like yeah. that, right? It, it it feels like they keep building on the franchise and not taking things away. And I understand, like, people are way more into the depths than I am that, World was probably the biggest, like, quality of life, biggest improvement, biggest change to the series, streamlining and stuff. And this, I think I've heard people say it's a bit kind of like coming back a little bit, simplifying some things. Um, But it just feels like it's had so many generations of add-ons that just playing it, I'm like, what the hell's going on? There's so much stuff that's going on, so many things to manage, like buffs, like all the way through the world itself. And just like how that affects your combat. And I didn't even know stuff like there's combos in the combat until I went into the training area and I'm like, oh, okay. It's actually like, you know, you have to hit these buttons in certain timing order as yep. well. Yep. And then the timing is really critical on how much damage you do. And then also you can take over other monsters. So have you have you, you know, tried the insect glaive yet? No, no. Because oh my god, like that. that is a one where it's that is not a beginner weapon, let me just put it that way. Yeah, I've heard people say that as well. So I, I would just shout out to people that, you know, don't get disheartened if you feel this game's really difficult or like it's hard to get your head around. I think it's the kind of game that you probably takes you like twenty hours to get your head around the combat and to become start to become proficient. Because I must admit, like when I heard people talk about it, they're like, Oh, this game's easy and I don't think I'm great at games, but I'm not terrible. And playing it, I'm like, What the hell? Like I'm on I'm dying all the time in this game. Mm. And I think it's just because I'm just not doing the right combos. I'm not doing the right damage. You know, even for me, like just targeting the monster, I'm like, how the hell do I target it properly? Like it's something in the settings to change. 
Um, well, because yeah, by like, default, like historically, that's not the style of Monster Hunter. But I've, as you've mentioned uh, before, Intigot have kind of started to include some of those elements. It's not gen- typically traditionally like a lock-on game. Yeah, okay. so you can target a monster, Mike, but mm-hmm. the lock-on, you know, the and it was introduced in like Ocarina of Time, the the lock-on where you will basically do loops around mm-hmm. the monster, like circles around mm-hmm. the monster. That's not the default of like ah, the setting. Because I was wondering, I'm like, wow, the, cool. I might give the demo go again and try that. Yeah, you should, you should. And mm-hmm. it's like, I see the pros and cons to it. I kind of wonder, maybe I shouldn't play it like, you know, maybe I should try to get my head around how they want to play it. Mm. Um, but yeah, like this game, I get a feeling like I'll get really into this game because it does feel <laughs> like the combat is way better than I knew the combat was. Like it's it's quite sophisticated. That's all actually. the game. That like not all the game, but that's the game. You know, the yeah, combat is the core of the game. Yeah, and it's got that element that I like, which is like that. Like this kind of game is the grind that I like, where it's. You know, go out there, adventure a little bit, kill some monsters, grab some parts, upgrade your weapons, upgrade your armor, and then, you know, that will then give you the advantage over other monsters. And, man, the game has got so much to it. Like, I'm not even doing it half justice. Like, there's, you know, uh, crafting in the game as well. There's just, like, so much to the game. I feel like it'll take you about 20 hours just to get your head around the game and the systems and everything like that So you to said, then enjoy it. So you said that you, you're not that far into it. But no, I mean, it only no. came out this week, but... Um, have you, have you gotten to a rampage yet? No, I haven't tried that out. Okay. I want to do the rampage. You can do rampage training. Cause that's what I've heard that that's, that's the biggest new addition to this game in terms, uh, other than the traversal, like the wire bug stuff, rampage mm. is kind of one of the biggest new additions. Um, and I've heard mixed things on that. Some people love it. Some people think it's just feels unnecessary. It's almost like a tower defense mixed with. The traditional monster hunter gameplay yeah yeah um so i was just interested i'd, I'd like to hear hear back hear an update when you when you eventually kind of go through a few of those uh, in the future yeah i think you know what like you know once you eventually pick up the game later the year like and we'll play a multiplayer or maybe we'll loop back do a you know six months after launch review of it or something like that yeah and, um, and it's the kind of game that that gets regular updates so yeah. um Anyone that doesn't want to pick it up right away, um, you know, there's still going to be a very healthy community of people playing in six months' time because they add regular updates. So. And I do love the verticality of the game. Like, it does blow me away that the other games aren't like this. So, and, you know, the map is very much built around the verticality as well. So, World had a bit of it, but not to this level. You couldn't, mm. you didn't have the wire bugs in World, but you still had. Some levels had like maybe four, four or five different, um, you know, levels. But I've heard yeah. that this one is is much, much crazier. So, yeah. So I mean, like the game does live up to the hype for me. Like I really have enjoyed it so far, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's only going to get better. Like when you guys or I don't know if you're, you're going to pick it up, Mike, but when you pick it up, Swinney, I'm, I'm considering it absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know because mm-hmm. you know it's a very multiplayer orientated game, so I think it'd be really really cool to play. I've heard they've also yeah. made the multiplayer much better in the way it works than World, and World had already improved some of it, but it still had some archaic. Um, menu systems and things yeah i think we had some issues and i've I've also heard that um as a direct comparison that the the loading in this one is super fast compared to previous Yeah, the the loading is insane like you don't like this game is like i don't know how it's really on the switch 
Like the game is, you, you start playing it, you don't even have a moment to check your phone or something like that. Huh. Yeah, that's like you load into the world, you load in wow. like around the level. It's just hmm. like instantaneous. It's wild. Yeah, like in world, you would like accept a quest, and then there'd be a countdown, and that'd give you a chance to go like to the chef and get upgrades. I know that stuff works differently in this one, but um, it's like it's definitely you had the time in that one. So it's interesting that they've, they've taken this step, which is good. Like, there's no bad downsides mm. to that whatsoever. Yeah. So no, no, really highly recommend people picking this up if they. Uh, interested in it like if they're new to monster hunter i think if you're already into monster hunter you know where you stand on that but i think especially for people who are new to it um you know i i think i've enjoyed it so far and i, I really think i'll get really into this game so really recommend picking it up all right well let's wrap up for this week um once again if you want to reach out to us hit us up on big Week pod on twitter and then if you want to reach out to us on uh, email just bigwigpod at gmail.com Oh, you'll uh, be hit, all right. <laughs> and next week, we're actually going to cover our deep dive into continuing our Game of Some Other Year 2011 uh, nominees. And the next one that we'll be covering next week is Super Mario 3D Land. So we'll do a deep retrospective of that and get our thoughts on the game uh, that will lead up uh, to the mid-year where we determine what the best game of 2011 is. And we'll do it in ranked order as well. So it's quite critical that we cover every game in detail. But with that, bye-bye. Catch you later. Ciao, ciao.